Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 141 of Final Boss TV, your well and game rating show. I'm your host, my name is Adam KK Bay, and today's show is going to be another compare and contrast episode. We still have a number of shows to do in the future, and as we continue through this sort of first pass down the Legion class and spec shows, some are still going to be smooshed together, but in the future, on the second pass of Legion, every spec will have its own show. Glob helped me trying to find guests for all of those. But today is Arms and Fury Warriors. Next week will be Blood Decay, and then followed by Holy Paladins. And then from then on, you get to vote on the next couple of shows on Twitter, of course. So link is down below for that. Also link down below to make sure I give a huge special shout out to the assistant producers of Final Boss TV, helping make sure this show keeps going. So thank you very much to Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Delthier, Tachinori, and new to the assistant producers, Quen. Thank you very much for the new support. Additionally, if you want more podcasts, they're over on Patreon. So there is a little over an hour long banter session with my two guests and I for the Fury Warrior Arm show right there on Patreon. There you keep scrolling down. There's some BTS posts you can look at later. There's the Windwalker Monk show. There's the one with Preacher and I talking about that show. All this stuff. You can actually just hover over these tags and look at all of the additional shows that are listed. They go all the way back to the Hunter show. So if you want more podcasts, go check them out. Linked down below. Or of course, if you're all on YouTube right now. Hello, YouTube. Those are in the description box below. But enough from me. Let's go over here. My guest today, we had a little bit of preamble uh, in chat before we started, but we'll bring up the first one. Fellow Florida man's joining me on the show today. There's Nano. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello, it's me. It's Nano, Florida man. Are we? I don't know if we can be. We're not really in the same place right now, but I don't think if you put too many Florida man's in one space bad things happen so hopefully it's, this... it's gonna get weird it's gonna get weird real <laughs> yeah. quick in here just don't wrestle any alligators or eat any bath salts all right we'll be all right okay Good? <laughs> yeah, definitely. don't turn to a weird florida zombie on stream gosh and then with his epic beardness <laughs> piping into us from the our cold neighbor to the north there's corjo hello sir welcome hey hello i'm corjo so you, you the beard, I can't even, I can't handle it yeah. right now. Like I, I, just, uh, I groomed it fresh this morning. It's so manly. Yeah, thank you. I, I try. Mean, I mean, Nano's off camera right now because his beard is even more beardly, right? Oh, I have the longest beard. It, yeah, it covers like... the entirety of my uh, webcam. <sighs> <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't handle it. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with just a paltry beard in comparison, so I totally get it. But I guess back around the table real quick, I'll go over to Mr. Beard himself. But, uh, Cordial, what do you do? Because with the way that I do these Legion shows now, it's a lot of new guests and new people on the show just to highlight new faces that have been building things and tools and community bits and pieces. So what do you do in the in the warrior corner of World of Warcraft, Cordial? What, what's, your, what's your thing? Well, 
I usually do the kind of the, I guess, a face of Arms Warrior. I'm in the Skyhold Arms channel quite often. I talk a lot of shop with other warriors, teaching them how to do stuff, stuff like that. I also, you know, do log analysis. I also, um, I guess I tried to help in the Arms Companion a little bit here. Val doesn't want me to. Kind of sucks. <laughs> but um, that's pretty much it. The Arms Companion you bring up. So as we go over yeah. like the, the resources here in the opening section, there is this huge Google document. Yeah, is put together. So you said you said Velen doesn't want you to. to yeah, <laughs> I, you're you're. Well, I, mean, I I try. I do spell check here and there. I saw you spell check. Yeah, I do spell check. Yeah, I try. Velen does is, most of the writing though. This is a huge one. So not to not to throw shade at at Archie in chat, but uh, why does Fury? I don't know. Maybe Nano can uh, can defend this. Why is Fury still on a forum post? What, well, where's, that's, where's it's the... a simple answer. It's because we don't need something so fancy and nice to make the spec look good. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that? That's hard-hitting, man. Is we just give you is? the raw things, and then you can enjoy the actual spec in-game, unlike ARMS. I mean, this whole... I mean, the Fury Warrior... I mean, these are both huge resources, obviously. But, like, the Fury Warrior guide is all, like... Everything is in these show boxes. It's so much clicking. I don't know if like I mean like the the arms warrior one is nice all the little pretty little icons and you just kind of scroll yeah. through and learn and I mean there are sixteen pages of this so good luck. But well, Fury has so few buttons so they gotta oh, click on something. That's tr that's very true. That's very true. They okay. Only... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one. I mean all you hit right now is battle cry and then draft of souls right? Oh you gotta hit yeah that's three. what yeah that's that's exactly what we hit. Okay I mean. Gotta make sure you're the arcane mage of melee right now, so it's you know <laughs> we have to be. Let's not talk about mages, please. Why? Wait, is, is there a frost? No, let's not talk about mages, especially frost mages. Let's not let's yeah. not get into that topic. You know, has a hatred for them, I guess. What frost mages are totally balanced. Is there a problem? It's with? A, I don't know. You <laughs> don't need a range class beam melee. Okay, let's just mm. go with that. Uh oh. Mm. Especially on auger. Mm. Mm, indeed. So, and then I guess on the flip side, then Nano, what do you do in the the, Fury, uh, the warrior community? What what's you what are you up to? Uh, so as Arky put it, I'm basically a help desk for Fury. Uh, <laughs> but okay. in reality, what I do is uh, I make sure like what's done on the Sims can be applicable in game, because uh, not everything that's done on the Sims can actually work well in game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I also help with the day to day things on Skyhold in terms of moderation and helping people out. I also manage the new uh, Skyhold podcast that we just came out with recently. Ooh. And I also uh, work hand in hand with Arkans and others within Skyhold and figuring out, uh, especially now with PTR up and stuff and giving feedback and figuring out what works, what doesn't work right now, and trinkets and stuff, you know, stuff like that on a daily basis. Yeah, there. This show. I mean, we I do these in like four different shows or be able to vote it on, so people get to kind of like weigh in and pick in what sort of order these shows go for the most part. And this show comes on the brink of nerfs and buffs and some pretty heavy mechanical changes and things. So we will we'll try to make sure we get some future proofing and the warriors. I mean, I saw you guys a lot all weekend on the PTR, at least in Discord, unless you're you're tricking people, trying to figure things yeah. out and put stuff together. I mean, Archie was just on the PTR, like, the last couple of days, so you guys are definitely trying to dig in. So, I mean, all, all Fury's worrying about is that they're they're losing their best trinket, but that's, you know, ARMS is getting a hey, lot that's of that's ARMS, too, okay? 
Yeah, but we got better trinkets out there. Hmm. So That's true that. we'll try to cover what's coming in the future, though. But for the uh, the huge arms compendium, of course, and then the Fury War FAQ, they'll be linked in the description box below. And I'm sure Archie or Merrick can, can toss those up in chat. And they're pinned in the Skyhold Discord, too. So if you need to get those, then you can check those out. Too huge. Almost everything goes. Like, there's... Is there anything those are missing? Probably just the simulation stuff and things like that, I suppose. But there's a uh, lot. Mostly everything's there, yeah. You'll mostly find everything on the pins. Yeah, everything's should be there. Okay. The exchange is all the good stuff. Well, I'm just going to... No beating around the bush here. Uh, 7.2 which we're about to say goodbye to, didn't mm -hmm. change a whole lot for Arms and Fury. They don't really do a lot of the changes now with these new .5 patches. So did any, any major switches or, or anything happen from the 1.5 to, to .2 with uh, Arms or Fury? Nano, how about for Fury side of things? Anything? Uh, for Fury, not much besides just the new traits. Uh, besides that, there haven't been really too many changes. I have the... Let me grab... So the new traits, because you brought that up, so I guess we'll bring both of those up real quick in passing, was just some critical strikes, generate rage on Raging Blow. Oh boy. And then you've got Blood Oath, which is just multi-strike. Blizzard likes these. They love the, these new stacking things. And then multi-strike again in really subtle mm -hmm. ways. They're just giving it back to us. Yep. So, I don't know if... They love, they love having chances on chances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I don't know how... Did, did Oath Blood affect much at all right now? It's just an extra little bit of DPS, I assume, right? Uh, it also changed the stats a little bit. Uh, it started because we're kind of getting sort of uh, mastery heavy with DOS, but like the new traits sort of made uh, haste a little bit better overall in general for most people. Okay. But uh, it didn't change much besides that, no. And then you also got uh, Death and Glory, which just makes your Odin's Fury either get empowered by Odin or Helia, which the tooltip's kind of broken, but it looks like it doesn't really matter which one it gets empowered by, right? It's just sort of the same effect, just different Yeah, it's colors. basically the same thing. The only difference that, the, uh, that they have is one of them generates 20 rage and the other one just heals you for the damage it does. Right. But that's about it. It's really not that. It does, it's not a rotation change or any big difference that you'll find. Right. You're still going to use it the same way you're using Odin's Fury beforehand. Okay. And then in the huge Fury Warrior post, to reference this again, you do have a, a sort of a breakdown of the 7.2 artifact path right there. So that's yep. that. Corjo, how about arms? Did anything really change up for arms in the uh, the current state and 7.2 stuff? Uh, a little bit. Uh, execution Precision is the real change here. It basically allowed you to use Moral Strike much more often in execute phase rather than doing it once every three focus rages. So basically you would execute twice and then Moral Strike, and that Moral Strike would hit super hard. It was like, it's a hit for me like 5 mil with all my cooldowns and that stuff. It's a pretty good trait. Yeah, and comparing the, the Fury Warrior new Golden Dragon, which was just like, yeah, extra damage. The Execution yeah. of Precision does have quite a bit of a... A rotational, like meaningful change. So yes. Yeah. And you had Soul the Slaughter, which is just spending rage as a chance to heal you. So pretty nice in PvP. Yeah. World it's Quest. It's pretty good for the challenge as well. Oh, oh yeah, that too. It helped a lot for that. Hmm. 
And then the the one thing that was you might not have thought because we didn't have the tier 20 bonuses, which we'll talk about, of course, later on, but the Sword of Storms, just the Bladestorm or Ravager damage, I bet when 7.2 first dropped, you were like, okay. But it's... Yeah, it was like, it was okay, but I was like, we all knew 7.2.5 would have the Tomb Sargeras tier, and we're like, wow, this is really good synergy. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go... There's some there's some tomfoolery happening with those tier twenties. Oh but, yeah, but I think that I mean that's the only and then to shift that we'll go seven two five now. So this is probably going to be a giant chunk. I've got a bunch of little things to go over. So the first one, which I didn't know, is that we'll go for arms changes first, okay. and we'll go we'll go back and forth. You guys have been tackling this for a while. So the biggest one is that. Your rage generation for arms is changed, which yeah. I mean it ha it changes every other couple of weeks apparently depending on when you play this game. <laughs> yeah. So, so what changed with the um, the rage gen or what is changing, Corjo? What's changing? Well, currently your attacks generate twenty to fifty rage per auto attack depending if you crit or not. So it's kind of really you know inconsistent. So you'd be sitting at maybe a hundred rage, you're like oh you're fine, I won't rage cap. But then you all attack, oh, that rage cap, that's kind of sucks. Rage capping is really bad. But with the new change, you generate either 27 or 35, which is really good. 35 if you crit. That's really good because when you, you can control your rage more often, you know how much rage you're getting every second, and you just control your rage so much better. Yeah, that's a wild, nothing. So how is rage generated then on the flip side for, for Fury then? Is it the same... Since since launch of Legion, you know. Yeah, it's nothing changed in terms of rage generation for Fury. It's just based on your auto attack swings and also your uh, abilities themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty huge swing. Mm -hmm. They've also moved. I have a whole bunch of little notes here. So opportunity strikes get small rage regeneration. Ravager now will generate rage each time it deals damage. And the rage gen has been nerfed from. Precise strikes, no, from um, uh, Will of the First King. Like, all yeah. these rage things are moving around for arms. Yeah. So, what we have here? The, goodness gracious. Uh, Deadly Calm was nerfed. Yes. On the rage costs. So, on Battlecry. Yeah. So, how, what's the, what's the ebb and flow of arms going to change to, like, now that it's more controlled, or your rage is totally changing how the, the flow worked? Well, what they first did is that they nerfed Dauntless to from a 20% less rage cost to a 10%. So your rage costs are pretty high now. But what they did is that they added a lot of rage to several abilities. So like Opportunity Strikes grants 5 rage when it procs, Ravager gets rage when it procs, Overpower doesn't cost anything. I don't think it does. They just moved a lot of Rage around. Will the First King, it was two on the PTR, then they changed it to one, which is uh, kind, of a, kind of a slight nerf to a certain talent for a battle, but not that much. They just wanted to move, they removed a lot of Rage generation, but then they moved it somewhere else in talents. So to be a bit more consistent, I should say. Yeah, well that's, it's good that you said the word consistent, because when these first yeah. hit, and I was streaming a couple days ago, and then the new PTR build hit, and the initial kerfuffle I was hearing about was that ARMS is going to get more consistent, but more boring, I guess? But 
the problem that arms has always had is that it was very swingy not to make yes two-handed pun so it's like the <laughs> way that because you are essentially a builder spender mm -hmm. as as an arms warrior in fury the same way with how you build and spend rage but is overall is this a, a good change that blizzard is tackling with arms Oh, definitely a huge change. They killed a lot of synergy with certain talents like Focus Rage and Deadly Calm being so good together. But now they're on the same talent line. That's huge. So now you have to choose between either or. But now you get the Legendary Ring and that changes it to how Deadly Calm so you can pick Focus Rage. The, yeah. Basically the problem that ARMS had with its current talents is that each talent had too much synergy with each other. So what they did is they broke that a lot. Which is really good. Yeah, well, and again, it adds consistency, which a lot of people don't like inconsistency with the spec. Yeah, well, we'll definitely go through in the talent section later on. But this is so, this is the, the page we're on right now. This is the current build, as yeah. the Arms Warriors are aware of, with Trauma down there at level 90, Deadly Calm, Titanic Might, and Focused Rage on the Mortal Combo in for the kill, Laroe. But they, so they moved Fervor of Battle in for mm -hmm. the kill, Focused Rage, and. Titanic Might. Mm -hmm. No, so Titanic Might was... Yeah, Titanic Might was moved, sorry. Yep. Yeah, so Titanic Might moves, Trauma moves, In for the Kill moves, and Fervor of Battle move. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, from the outside looking in, when I was looking at these, I was like, okay, these these make sense. Mostly, the overall goal was, is Focused Rage almost dead in 725? Or what you guys thought you get with this? Because this has been sort of a thorn in your side since beta. I wouldn't say dead, but in its current state, it's not very good because it costs 20 rage base and then 18 with Dauntless. And it competes with such good talents like In for the Kill, which gives you haste, and Deadly Calm. I wouldn't right. say it's dead, but I do see there might be buffs to it to make it competitive, but I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. It's definitely the 90 tier now is all focused on rage. Yeah. So, Focused Rage spends, in for the kill, just gives you haste, that gives you more rage. Mm -hmm. And Deadly Calm, of course, has a synergy with Battlecry, even though it is a little bit weaker now. So, these could obviously change a little bit as we go forward. And then Fervor, which was doubled in potency, oh yeah, is on the same row as Mortal Combo and Titanic Might now, which are very rotational choices. Yes. And then the bleed um, tier, or, or 45. Yeah, the so bleed tier, yeah. Trauma versus Rend and then Avatar, even though Rend was also changed, so it's a very short rotational single target bleed. You can't, like, really cross on it anymore. But these all seem... I mean, Nano, you, you dabble. You dabbled in arms. Is yeah. these, from, like, the Fury perspective, when you see your, your sister spec get all these changes, finally, like, is this... How well are these going over so far? For me, at least, it makes me feel good. Uh, I played ARMS during uh, the start of the expansion, and like the one major issue was always the inconsistency with the spec. Uh, you know, at times you would be popping off, and then at other times you'd just be sitting there like if you had a wet noodle fight with someone else. And that was really what was pushing me out. Yeah, I, I, I thought that the overall change, and I can bring up Tactician here, which I don't remember how arms worked in warlords but the main crux of tactician if you're if you're not aware i mean everyone watching the show obviously is mostly a warrior but if you're learning about warrior the core rotational component of, of 
of Warrior's Tactician, where you have a 0.75% chance per rage point spent to reset the remaining cooldown on Colossus Smash and Mortal Strike. So that's yeah, why the whole rage... Like, that's, like, that's like the main quote, I'm sorry. No, you're, you're, the main building spending aspect. Mm -hmm. So do you guys feel on the PTR that, that ARMS just flows better? Is it more boring? Is this all... It it flows much better, I think. You're rather than using an off GC ability basically every one point five seconds, you're always using a GCD that means something. So like you're hitting slam, you're hitting Colossus Smash every few seconds with Colossus, with uh, Titanic Might. You're hitting you can overpower is a viable choice, not viable, but it's a potential choice now. Hmm. You have a lot more buttons that mean something rather than focused rage, kind of spending rage and only empowering your next attack rather than doing something immediately. They're definitely heading down the right road in terms of arms. It's yes. sort of like, it's nice that they're finally seeing the clear path for which way arms should go and the way people will actually enjoy it best. Yeah, the window of opportunity is not, it's not as big as it used to be since the Mastery nerf they also put out too, but that the, the window of opportunity is just so important and they're hitting the, you know, hitting that where they die. Yeah, because that was always because the, the the comparison is brought up between Arms Warrior and Red Paladin, a lot. It's similar. You put a Judgment window, you do some more damage. Uh -huh. You hit the CS window, you do some more damage. But one is just based on haste. The more haste you have, that's why Crusade is so damn good for Ret. The more Judgment window you get, the more uptime you have on your super ridiculous nonsense. The glory of global cooldown goes down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the problem that people had with Arms is that it was always RNG. You either, yep. you either keep that CS window going, or you can go 8, 10, 12 seconds with nothing. Yeah, you have a 22 second downtime Colossus Smash where you're hitting like, just basically a wet noodle. Mortal Strike hitting for like 200k every 6 seconds. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that, that works out well. There was... There's new legendaries on the horizon as well. Oh, yeah. So you you have we all get our class which we don't know yet on the PTR they do count toward the legendary limit. There's so much kerfuffle going on right now about how are they part of the legendary limit? Are they free? Do we get them from completing our class campaign? But right now it says you know Legion Legendary two. But to have your new ring, you have the Ravager helm, and you have the Rampage pants. So one for all warriors, the ring, and then. One for fear, one for arms. They know what's the what are the rampage pants looking like so far? Any the the rampage pants are overpowered to put it simply. Oh, um, okay. They've already been nerfed internally to five rage from six, uh, but uh, we like we like to call them by the way the uh, reckless rampage rompers. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we had a straw poll going on. Technically, uh, mildly mad member one. But uh, yeah, the the pants are definitely a very powerful legendary. They're sort of like our helm legendary, which gives us eight rage whenever we enrage. Mm -hmm. But these these work off of just rampage uh, critical strikes, and rampage hits multiple times, so you're you're bound to uh, at least get some crits in there. And then, but the 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 part that really makes it so uh, so good and because uh, it beats the helm in single target by a bit, but also in multi uh, or in cleave at least, uh, if you cleave your rampage. All of those rampages will count and give you rage 
Um, so you can go in like a three target fight cleave. You can whirlwind rampage and you might just have another rampage right after that already from all the rage you just, re uh, you just gained from those critical strikes on rampage. So your yeah. battle cry windows are actually insane with those pants. And your frothy berserker uptime, especially at AoE, is going to be nuts. Yeah. And the thing too is with the helm, which is similar, like I said, to the pants, uh, there are a lot of times where you just overcap and you'll waste rage. But it's almost impossible to waste rage with the pants as Rampage is a rage spender, right. but then you gain the rage afterwards. So it's almost impossible to rage to uh, waste that rage unless you Rampage, battle cry, and then Rampage again instantly. That seems... That was this... This all started months ago with the Fury of the Half-Giants ring for Havoc Demon Hunters, where we started figuring out that these legendaries in Legion that give resource are way too good. Oh, yeah. So, and we've seen how many times that ring has been nerfed. Like, six. It's so, it's been nerfed every single, like, other hotfix, it feels like, and, and the point fives and the point two, and now the next point five is getting nerfed again. So, any resource management legendaries or resource builders that amplify, that just lead into each other, really, really, really... So, are you looking at, like, Helm Pants, then, for Fury? Uh, for single target, yeah, most definitely you could be looking at Helm uh, Pants, but you also can look at, uh, for progression at least, you can also look at uh, Pants in the Ring, because the Ring now provides you Massacre for that Execute phase, which is mm. one of the core issues people have with Fury. Really, one of the only few issues people have with Fury, because... As the spec is, it's currently in a very good iteration, besides the execute phase and a couple things here and there. Right. And then how about the the combination of legendaries you have? Because you have the, the Ravager Helm, which is Ravager or Bladestorm. Yes. So what do you guys find out for the arms Helm coming around, Corjo? I think the Helm is going to be best in slot with the tier, but the second is still up to debate. The Mortal Strike gloves now reduce the cost of Mortal Strike by 8 rather than refunding the Rage. And then the Ring is also really good because it has that Executioner's Precision uh, synergy. And then it also has good synergy with Tactician because when you use that Legendary Ring, the Execute one, and then you use Execute, it can proc Tactician. Hmm. And then that's just also really good. And that's also saving Rage because you're using ability that doesn't cost Rage. The gloves also save your rage because, you know, less cost. I was going to try to bring these up with tooltips, but I don't know. I think they're both in your... Um, did you have these in the compendium? I wanted to bring these up on screen, but I don't know if it's too new to have these listed yet. And there's so much in this document. In the compendium, yeah. Yeah. Trinket spreadsheet. Just, uh, I don't think so. Not yeah, yet. I don't think the ledgers are listed in there, no. Not yet. Well, you have you need like I mean they are available on the PTR, so they are able to test yeah. them. But you've got yeah, because all you're up to right now is you have the the new crafted one. Yeah. So until yeah. until information gets locked down on seven two five legendaries, you guys are just trying to figure everything out yeah. right now. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's more of just going on the PTR right now and just testing the actual gameplay mechanics of the legendaries right. instead yeah. of the numbers and yeah. how they actually fit well into a rotation and such. Yeah. I could I could definitely see the helm being tuned either way, being a buff or a nerf. It's kind of weird how it works, but... Mm -hmm. Well, on the flip side, all that stuff with arms is changing. Talents, rage generation, rage from talents, range spent, all this stuff. 
Uh, Fury Warriors, um, so Juggernaut is going to last eight seconds from six, and your aura tuned up a little bit. So tons of testing for you, right, Nano? T just Very, very much testing. Uh, it was very demanding. I mean, and that's that's all that you're getting is fury, which is a good thing, though, right? Like that's not that probably means like you just said the iteration that you're currently sitting on with fury is really good. So you don't yeah, need a ton well. of yeah, you don't need a ton of tweaks. Except uh, there's a blue post just went out the other day. I don't know if you saw this. Anyone anyone saw this? Uh, uh, a Kyvax posted. Uh, for Fury and Arms Warriors, we're going to scale down the damage of the Draft of Souls in the next build of 725p. Oh. Wait, what? We're we're aiming at roughly a 40% reduction in effectiveness of Draft of Souls. Since when? Oh. Oh, that's okay. I'm not as powerful. Anyways. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, the spec is dead, guys. The classes are dead. Just go leave. Hmm. But with this in mind, Fury damage has been increased by 5% across the board. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they emptied the draught out, and then they gave us a percentage increase. <laughs> they, they yeah, just... it's, a, it's a dumpster fire, the draught. <laughs> they they just basically uncorked the flask and just splashed it on you, and just the game yep. is so <laughs> Draught of empty. Yeah. But in that regard, uh, Archie gave you, where's this picture? So, Nano, right now, obviously we know, the Draft of Souls, incredibly, ridiculously stupid for Fury. Good for arms, but just stupid good for for Fury. But where is it going to land in 725, or, like, transitioning into Tomb of Sargeras? Um, so, to be clear, I, one thing that a lot of people had a misconception of was that we'd continue using, if it wasn't nerfed, we'd continue using it in TOS, which wasn't the case by any means. Uh, with the new tier set and stuff and TOS and the new trinkets, we'd actually be swapping out of Draft Souls. So technically, this is an overall buff for us going into TOS as we were going to replace the trinket anyways. And now they just gave us 5% aura um, on top of the other 5% aura we already had on the PTR. But going into TOS on live, uh, Draft Souls is going to be quite low. And there's going to be uh, other trinkets of similar or maybe even lower uh, eye levels at times that will be better than it. Um, including many dungeon trinkets or even old trinkets such as Ursoc's Paw. Mm -hmm. Arcano Crystal will obviously be up there because it's Arcano Crystal and it does well. Uh, even Kiljadia's Burning Wish uh, will also be uh, a good choice if you don't have anything else. Uh, stat Sticks as well, Haste Stat Sticks, Mastery Stat Sticks, Chrono Shards, and other trinkets alike that have been good before DOS was a thing. Yeah, this, uh, this screenshot, which is... Someone needs to learn to take better screenshots, but anyway... Um, <laughs> this is all at 900 eye level outside of the Burning Wish, which is at 940. So these are all the, the Sims. This is with Convergence of Fate, and this is your other trinket, correct? Yeah, this is with Convergence of Fate, uh, equipped with 900 eye level gear, uh, and also having tier 19 equipped. Okay. So you can see that the draft runs all the way down here, which you're still simming with this draft at 1.1 million and the high end is still 1.1 million so it's like the, the percentage obviously is different like very very small you can see how the percentage scaling here that we're figuring out I mean good luck getting a high level chaos talisman these don't exist they only exist in stories uh, the only place you can really get a high level one is the warforge titanforge gods or your weekly chest so uh, yeah. I saw a 925 one once. It's pretty nuts. 
Did you uh, steal it? No, I saw another mm. Fury Award that he's pretty set for Tomb. Yeah. But Tony's promise coming in strong, the fingernail, the sensor. This is one of the new trinkets, I believe, right? The uh, Marfissi's sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a Fury Warrior right now, you better start uh, going onto the Blizzard website and start restoring some items if you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I mean, take a look what you got. It feels. I think the funniest part of looking at that is that the spiked counterweight is like barely above the draft, and we all know yeah. like this oh, spiked counterweight. But well, the Terabound Nexus is just above it. What a terrible trinket! But it's a I guess, really good arms trinket, though. It's different for me because I don't have DPS cooldowns that amplify anything on my character, yeah. like Enhancement Shaman style. So I don't understand trinkets that you can game, because I can't. Yeah, exactly. So that's very different for... Shenanigans. People. Yeah, exactly. Battle Cry, Colossus Smash, all the nonsense you guys have there, but... But the other one, I glossed over it in, in just being silly, but the Juggernaut change is actually pretty big, you know, right? The extra two seconds? Uh, yeah, I, okay, yeah. I, I mean, it's appreciated, but it's not by any okay. means, uh... The change we wanted in terms of Juggernaut. Mm. But it's appreciated. It's better than nothing, you know? You gotta take what you get. Yeah, Archie had a few suggestions when I tweeted the stream the other day, but I don't know if they have the... Uh, the tech of that style of buff to make it really work the way he was explaining it. I don't know if they, maybe they could. But, yeah, Juggernaut's a little bit finicky. But Juggernaut only made Fury, like, all of a sudden rise way to the top on top of the whole draft situation. It's because bosses in Tomb or in, a, in Nighthold were so awkwardly balanced that you were in execute for so long. Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially Augur. Especially Augur. Augur was the big point. That's where uh, Juggernaut really, really, like, that's where people were like, wow, they're doing a lot of damage. I wonder why. And then they're like, oh, that's why. They have, like, 50 or 60 stacks of Juggernaut towards the end oh, of the yeah. fight. Yep. Because you just keep executing forever, so... Exactly, yeah. And then once you pop Battlecry on Avatar and you're doing 300% more damage with Execute, it gets kind of wonky. Well, that's that's Stop the trade-off here. We kind of went through these 7-2 traits a little bit, but just to touch on that again, because Juggernaut, which is right over here for Fury, so Execute increases the damage of your next Execute, or overall Executes, by 5% for 6 seconds, soon to be 8, up to 99 stacks. But then, in a way, when we went over the BTS podcast with this, the new arms executioner's precision is probably way more versatile and better overall. Would you not argue that point? I think it's just a better design juggernaut in general. Yeah. It's, it, it allows you, it's not just focus on execute. It allows another ability to act like execute. It adds a bit of flavor to the rotation, I would think. Well, the one thing I'm thinking, there's not, we went over this a lot. You guys are like listen to the BTS podcast. We break all this. We're thinking about Tomb for like half of the whole recording session. But looking at Executioner's Precision, you can execute like nonsense ads in a fight and then Mortal Strike into the boss if a boss lets you do that. Whereas Juggernaut um. doesn't let you do that. What? Execution's Precision is a debuff on the target, unfortunately. Oh, it doesn't actually say yeah. that at all, so that's good to know. No, yeah, up. it's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's a debuff on the target, and it has synergy with Sweeping Strikes. Oh, so okay. Sweeping, so if Sweeping Strikes hits the boss, 
with the execute, that boss will get execution's position on it. Ooh. So that's... So, there it is. It's kind of the downfall of it. It doesn't have... It's not as good in Juggernaut in some ways, but it's also better. It's, not, it's good and worse, kind of. Okay. Yeah, it lasts 30 seconds, like the, the window of time yeah. to do it. Wow. Yeah, it's so... So you're not to switch. So I wonder how that will that will pair out. I think we... Uh, do, you, do you feel like there's going to be a shift? Because uh, the, the next, like, topic to move for is the whole one big old two-hander or two big old two-handers. And what the the balancing dichotomy is going to feel like in 725 going into Tomb of Sargeras. Do you feel like guilds will just still stick with Fury Warriors? Will they go with arms instead? Will they take one of each? I mean, Nano, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's healthy to have uh, uh, to have two warriors and have one be arms and one be fury because it's interesting what the execute phases on both the classes provide. You have fury here who plays the long game. The longer the execute goes on, the more damage it's going to start doing. But then you have arms, which brings the front-loaded damage and very instant burst with some crazy numbers that you can actually pull off. And so I think it's healthy to have both of them in your raid. Um, I think maybe down the road in TOS, like towards the end of progression, it might come to be where just one spec is better than the other, or seems better than the other at least, which, like how Nighthold was the case, where at the start everyone was... A lot of people were still playing arms at the start of Nighthold uh, due to how they performed in the end in TOV, but then slowly Fury started to come up and rise and rise, and now Fury's king of Nighthold and arms doesn't have uh, too much play in it. So I, I could see that potentially happening in TOS, but from the changes that are going on in 725, also the raid encounters themselves, I could see a healthy mix of both specs actually going in. Yeah. Hmm. And I could I, definitely see some fights being good for Fury, some fights being good for arms too. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Because we went through a lot of the... Is there a big difference in... Like AOE damage burst potential though, because Arms obviously has Blade Storm, but then the the Battle Cry Odin's Fury is almost the exact same thing for Fury though. But when we broke this down and looked through, I was looking at the Dungeon Journal last night. There really aren't any fights in Tomb of Sargeras that have like eye phases like Mythical Dan does. So a lot of it, so much more, is going to be very single target focused yeah. in Tomb. Like for sure, yeah. I think I think they've, you know, they gave us the raid where you you can cheese yourself and pad on all the fights and yeah, get your yeah. parses and all that, and do whatever you want, have some fun, and then hopefully they're going back to the more you know single target oriented, couple ads here and there to add mm -hmm. some flavor, but not nothing crazy like Tychondrius or Scorpion or things yeah. like that. Yeah, there's the, the closest we get to a Scorpion type fight, at least from what I've seen right now, is the Hajartan, the the big Naga brute, because all the Murlocs yeah. pull in, but that's it's very intermittent. It's not like, hey, there are scorpions. Oh, and there are scorpions. Oh, wait, there yeah. are now scorpions. So we'll have to wait. Yeah, and I like, Go ahead. I kind of like the fights like Archimonde, where you had the big ads. I think you had small ads, where you'd have the big single target people or cleave people cleave down those big ads. Then you have the people, some people in the group that are really good at AoE, cleave down those small ads. Mm -hmm. That's the fights I like the most. They had like a, sort of a balance to it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess that this is sort of a, uh, a personal one. I I think it looks weird. I guess the fantasy is different. I don't play a warrior. But 
Nano, do you think that Fury should have been two one-handers? And then Arm should have had the big old two-hander, though? Because you both all just use two-handers. But Fury apparently just can hold two of them, but Arm's can only hold one? Or is there some story reason? Well, I mean, we can hold two of them because we're the better spec. But, um, <laughs> I, I think, I wow. think, uh, wow. I think Fury, Titan's grip is such an iconic thing. I mean, it was on the Raft of the Lich King box art, uh, or at least on the back of the box. It, mm -hmm. it featured Titan's grip as one of the core new things in Raft, and it's been iconic ever since then. And I think it's important to note that, uh, if you ever see, if you ever see someone running around with two huge two-handers on their back, you're not going to think it's any other spec besides a Fury. You have rogues yeah. with little daggers, you have uh, demon hunters with their war glaives, and then you have this fury warrior running in there with two huge weapons that he's swinging each with one hand. And I think that's, as much as I hate to say class fantasy, I guess that yeah, fits class the class fantasy. fantasy of warrior. But I do think that arms, their two-handers need to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. kind of small for being, for being the spec that builds up and goes in for these heavy hits. Mm -hmm. Their two-handers seem kind of wimpy, especially when you have fury warriors sitting right next to them. Uh, smacking with the same size weapons, but two of them. It, it just makes the spec look pretty bad. But in terms of one-handers, uh, I think I think they could have let, you know, Fury uh, transmog their weapons into one-handers. I think that would have been fine. But I still think the class fantasy, quote-unquote, for Fury is having two two-handers. Because, you know, you are that raging berserker who just runs in there and there. causes... I mean, I have your screenshots up here, right? Because you're not on camera, because you're a dork, but uh, <laughs> hiding the beard. But I mean, the the weapons you have on your on your blood elf, they're large, but they're almost like not too big to not just be one-handers, though. And that's sort of the thing is that a lot of the skins, at least the ones that are for your swords, aren't really huge. But I totally get the point that if you put like an arms word, if you're wearing next to them with their weapons drawn, there isn't too much of a difference in size unless you're comparing like, you know, a male Tauren to like a gnome. Even though gnome yeah. weapons are really big too, for whatever reason. But I think uh, the challenge mode weapon from uh, Warlords, the, the big blazing sword, the yeah. fire one, I think that would have been a perfect size for the arms weapon. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. just keep the fairy one how it is. Because that, that's a huge weapon. But I guess some people just don't like that. The whole yeah. Dark Souls feel, I guess, to it. Well, it's, I mean, that's... With the, our, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. When go Arms ahead, has an ability called Colossus Smash, you think a giant smash with a giant weapon. But then you see Fury hit Raging Blow, and it's the, you know, not the same animation, but... Colossus Smash it implies a huge smash. I mean, you're hitting with a kind of dinky weapon compared to Fury sometimes. Yeah. Some of the arm scans are pretty small. They fixed some of the, the, the gender racial weapons in the in the uh, the last build, but I still thought that was a little weird. And there's shenanigans where you can... How do you make it so that you can transmog your weapons to look like... Because Fury Warriors can make their weapons look like arms. Oh, weapons. yeah. It's, there's a glyph. It's a glyph, a glyph yeah. of the Battle Lord or something, of the Weapon Master, something like that. Weapon I have master, it. Yeah. It, makes, uh, it just transmogs it to... A, a random weapon that you have in your bag, but I only have the ar the arms artifact weapon, so it always picks that mm -hmm. one. Unfortunately, it doesn't choose Sulphurus or Shadowmore and stuff like that. I was kind of sad when I found that out. Oh, well, they said you can't transmog the old legendary. Yeah. So. Yep. But Demon Hunters are getting their glaives back if they do Time Walking Black Temple soon, if they have the achievement with the original glaive. But anyway. Yeah. So. 
but that that was a question that came up in in Discord about the sizing of the weapons and how that should should work. So I know there's definitely a, a mixed feel between Titan's Grip and Single-Minded Fury, but that's they're both gone technically, even though the Titan's there's Grip... There's only one left, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Isn't I thought the Titan's Grip like passive was just kind of baked in to begin with, so yeah, yeah. it basically is, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, size matters, and having bigger <laughs> weapons is always better. You gotta compensate for something. It's just true. I mean, that's fair. But uh, the the flip side to that argument is everyone's been, as we've been talking about, in different ways. Everyone's been all a flutter about Fury, at least right now in Nighthold. But like, I don't have an Arms Warrior in my guild, and I didn't really dig through to like like the parse echelon to see like what the different percentage of them are, but. Like what? What do you think the the misconception or the problem or the, the feeling is, or is it just because Draft of Souls, Battlecry, Auto Attack, Ring nonsense? They fury just pulls way ahead. That there's not a lot of arms warriors, because you're obviously playing arms warrior yourself, Corjo, and you probably find yeah. and talk to many others. But what do you what do you feel is the is there a problem with the spec as it plays right now? Or will that get cleaned up in in the patch? Well, definitely in the patch the state of arms warriors would be changing it has decent burst aoe and then it would flow better arms really struggles with target switching really mm. really bad because you know you get close to smash and oh you gotta switch to the auger ad oh no i don't have close to smash i got nothing but um fury just you know performs much better but arms isn't bad it's just not as competitive as fury it's middle of the arms is say middle of the pack even on ghoul down arms can compete very well but in some fights, kind of like, um, well, one fight armors that perform well, uh, Spellblade sometimes. We don't take Ravager. So it just, you kind of sit there, you kind of blade stormed, and that's all you got. You kind of hit Whirlwind. Well, the Fear Warrior, meanwhile, Odin's Fury and keeps Whirlwinding for even more damage than you are. Yeah. It's, is that, that's a balancing thing. But I always yeah. thought it was interesting to hear about that you take Ravager. So it's like super blade storm. You toss that yep. down, and then the arms warrior does all their AOE nonsense. But then the fury warrior does the same thing and does way more. But the whole like it does, it does it faster. Yeah, right. That's also true too. And more consistently as well. That yeah, too. I, like arms is more like they're more like the one pump champions. They can you know throw in the war the warbreaker with the battle cry and the blade storm, mm -hmm. and then that's it. They got nothing after yeah. that. Uh, Arms has a lot of tools for AOE. It's kind of weird. They have, you know, they have Ravager Talent, they have Blade Storm, they have Warbreaker, their AOE Colossus Smash. They have Cleave and Whirlwind, but yet they really lack in the AOE content there. Mm -hmm. It's the whole, it goes back to the whole thing of reliance on Colossus Smash. Yeah, right. it's, and, yeah, they rely way too much on it, which I'm yeah. glad they're nerfing the effectiveness of Colossus Smash so your abilities hit harder. And then you have Fury, of course, that it seems like if Nighthold was almost catered towards it. Oh, yeah. As yeah, being was... in the same cooldown as Odin Fury. So, what I mean, I mean, I'm trying to check the tooltips here just to clarification. So, Colossus or Colossal Might on live is 16% more damage on CS and then additional 16% damage under the target. That's baseline before mastery. Mm -hmm. And it's changing as it currently stands to uh, 12.8 CS damage and 12.8 additional damage. So they've they've pulled away from that window. And yes. I assume in the rest of the stuff, like, because Rend get buffed 
and like baseline spells went up a little bit in attack power weapon mm-hmm. damage coefficient so they just kind of put the rest of the damage in your kit and a little out of the the cs window yeah they want to make it not as important so you don't feel bad when you don't have colossus smash right but it might end up that you're going to have more frequent and more consistent colossus smash anyway yeah, that too so okay yeah thank god titanic might solves that mm-hmm. which it should have done much longer ago yeah, right. What did that... Because that red... Goodness me. It just says increases the duration of Colossus Smash by 16 seconds now. And then it yeah. changes, at least in the current iteration, to increases the duration by 8 seconds and reduces the cooldown, the, the flat cooldown, by 8 seconds. Yeah. And on the PTR, Colossus Smash has a 20-second a cooldown, sorry. And so you'll have 100% uptime of Colossus Smash the entire time with Titanic Might. The also good thing about Titanic Might is that you can target switch easier since it has a lower cooldown. That's very true. Yeah, 20 seconds on the PTR versus the 30 seconds on live. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be 45 seconds. That was really bad. There's definitely... Oh, it was. Yeah, back in Legion originally in the, the beta, I remember testing at 45 going like, really? Is this... Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's very true. But those... It definitely becomes more of a rotational component, but definitely the window opportunity you still have to make sure you are yeah. making making best use of it. So, yeah, I really missed the Siege of Orgrimmar Colossus Smash, where it was a, it was basically a DPS cooldown. You used it, you did a ton of damage there, and then outside Colossus Smash, you do, still did a decent amount of damage without it. Mm-hmm. So, are there any major bugs or bits of tomfoolery with either Arms or Fury right now? that are either getting addressed in 7.2.5 or not getting addressed. What do you guys have? Nanos or anything like that for Fury right now? That uh, The only one, one I could think off the oh, top mm-hmm. of my head on Fury is uh, the whole Rampage issue, scaling with haste. Eh. Oh. It basically doesn't. So uh, you press Rampage and you press another ability and your other ability goes faster, but Rampage goes uh, slightly slower and then it just throws you off. And it's, it appears to be something they can't fix with just a patch. It appears to be something that has to be a major patch or maybe an entirely new expansion to where they can fix the, the core ability mm-hmm. and it's, uh, how, it, how it interacts. But like, besides that, there's not too many that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, bugs or anything with uh, Fury. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's something that's annoying. And but you get used to it. At least we're not, you know, disconnecting or anything when we press one of our abilities, like some certain classes are. Well, the yeah. the problem I remember about Rampage is that a lot of it was because you are animation locked. Yeah. Yeah. And even and this was a gripe that I had when I was testing way back in Legion Beta when I was doing all my my spec testing videos, is that as cool as the Rampage animation looks on different race combinations and etc., the moment that you leave that window, that animation, you normally want to hit another global. And you always clip the Rampage animation anyway, which A, just looks aesthetically awkward, but B, because you're locked into it, and because it, you know, again, quote-unquote, scale with haste, it it never really looked and felt smooth. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. No, go ahead, Corjo. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, I'm saying it doesn't look very smooth at all because then you use a GC to react to like whirlwind. You kind of just clip it; and it looks weird. Yep. How about arms though? Any any major bugs or tomfoolery with with arms? Uh, 
there's only one bug right now is that if you use focused rage having a mortal strike queued up next it won't consume that focused rage stack and that's pretty much the only one i can think of so does that mean that uh, that focus rage will just carry over to the the next use to the next one yeah okay sometimes you want it now but no i don't have it now right i mean you look through the um look through the arms compendium there's a huge like priority list of like how you follow through with with uh your if there's there's opener priorities here but it shows yeah it's this is gonna all have to be rewritten because the, it, oh yeah totally rewritten because every like look at how often like focus range is here and then here and then oh it, it's it's down here and then it's it's always in the rotation so yeah. frequently that you have just this priority that it's so yeah here is the openers without dos or with dos or a standard rotation as priority list and it just that it focus rages all over the place and if you yeah. you're gonna have very i mean hopefully different options that you don't have to be so pigeonholed into this one global ability which is basically saying this is gonna trigger some people but it's essentially heroic strike it, it really is, but it just doesn't <laughs> deal damage. It right. amplifies your next damage. It used to be called Heroic Strike on the beta, though. <sighs> back in the day. I mean, and Fury had their own Heroic Strike. was like that ignite your weapon fiery thing. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty neat. Yeah. That, it was thematically neat, but it was just Heroic Strike. Yeah. So. Let's yeah, not like, bring up Heroic Strike. The Arky's around in chat, so you don't want to... Yeah. You don't want to make them too sad on a Sunday. Does that website still exist? The yeah, it still does. It even plays Heroic a song and everything. Yeah, .org still exists. <laughs> yeah, HeroicStrike.org. Check it out. Oh, there, there it is. There. Never forget. On, on key. Never forget. Yep, for sure. Gosh. Well, I guess the last Just... point before we go into the uh, the mid-show break is the Mage Tower challenges, which the Mage Tower will probably be up again in like a day, a day and a half from recording this live. So, I mean... Check it out. I got the elemental bracers now, so everyone's like, now you can't slack on doing the elemental challenge now, Bay. You gotta go do it. Go do it. I've only done Havoc and uh, Enhancement, but... So Arms gets Closing the Eye, which is against Archmage Xylem and the Void Monster. And then Fury has the Impossible Foe, which same as Elemental has, which is Agatha, the Imp Mother. So how, I mean, Cordial, how did the, the fight against the uh, Archmage go for you in that one? Okay, for me, I die a lot in raids, so the first mm -hmm. phase was pretty hard for me. <laughs> I kept dying. Mostly for some reason to those shadow orbs, I'll be like, oh, I'm fine, I don't have to move, and oh, I got clipped, I'm dead. I die a lot to that, so a lot of attempts were down to that. But um, overall, I thought it was a very good challenge. There's a lot of cool things you can do, like leaping out of the ice is pretty neat. You can leap charge to where Xylem is and end the phase quickly. And then the void monster phase felt really easy to me. Because you just take a certain talent, and then you kind of just DPS race it. Yep. No, that's true. He had he has some cool dialogue, though. I mean, he's very into yeah, he himself. Does. But I know, right? The, I'm so sick of it. I made the video for Havoc with Closing the Eye, and there was so much salt from, like, Frosty Ks and Survival Hunters. Oh, yeah. It's like, look at this for them. idiot double-jumping and dashing across the room. And I was like, well, I, I can't become, like, immune to magic or... Harpoon, 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 harpoon across the room like you can. So I mean, come on. But yeah, yeah. I remember when I did it. Uh, it was literally I just equipped a heroic leap shoulder. So you know, I got some use out of them after they, getting them. They are just the, from our perspective, they're the gummy bear shoulders. <laughs> well, 
We call them the bunny shoulders. We're sort of like bunnies when we have them equipped. But yeah, I just equipped those, jumped out of every little icy thing, land on him. I had a couple issues, though, a bug at times where he would do that shimmer uh, effect and he would uh, teleport to the other side of the platform. But I'd land there so quickly that he yeah, still he wouldn't be there at the time and it would just bug out and I'd die. Mm, so I had yeah. that happen a couple times, also, uh, being a yeah, little a couple, too fast. Yeah, a couple attempts that to me that happened too. It was fun. It was definitely very fun, yeah, especially it since really it was all challenge. planned out. But then, Nato, how did the impossible foe go with Agatha then for Fury? How'd that work out for you? Uh, it has. Agatha was an interesting one. It was kind of frustrating because there was a bit of RNG to it, but it's a very simple fight at its core. It just it just becomes hectic because it adds mechanics on top of mechanics, and then one thing interacts with another, and if you mess up one thing, it messes you up on another thing. Um, but in general, it was it was quite fun. The boulder phase towards the end was quite interesting, where you jump from one side to the other. Right. And uh -huh. um, at the end, it just we just figured out that the best strategy, or at least the one I wrote in my guide, was to ignore some of the ads, basically, and just hmm. tunnel the boss and throw the ads and just burst them whenever you have your cooldowns up. So whenever you, whenever you have Battlecry and Onus Fury, you would just burst them down. But it was a fairly easy fight. I believe I got it in around like 10 or 13 pulls, somewhere around there the same night. And then I just went yeah. and bashed my face into Prot 1 until giving up and raging. Yeah, yeah I did. Well, I guess, oh, sorry. No, so the, the, all the, the, the tank ones were nerfed, what, three times? Oh, yeah. They're basically DPS challenges. It's a tank. What are you doing, so Blizzard? Prop pallies, man. Yeah, it's so much damage to deal. Yeah. But they're pretty fun. I wish you could redo them, which hopefully yeah. they can just turn them back on in the future where you can just go back and do them again and like try different builds. Or the other suggestion we had on previous shows is why after you beat like Agatha as Fury, which is the main one, why can't you go try her as arms? That'd be really fun, to be honest. Yeah, like why can't I try Sigrin as Elemental? So I, yeah, I, that'd be I would like that would be fun because you can do like in Proving Grounds, you could try like the other challenges, like try the DPS challenge as a tank or try the healer one as a DPS. Like you can do that, but for these Mage Towers, they didn't put much replayability in them. Which yeah, is weird because they made a scenario in Seven Two Five, the Chromie, the the Death of Chromie scenario, which is all about replayability, but not these. Yeah. So I believe when the Mage Towers came out, though, I think there was a bug for, I think, the first or two days where you could do the challenge in a different spec. Oh, really? I think. I, yeah, think I really want to do the... Archway Xylem would have been really easy as a Fear Warrior, I think. The little self-healing yeah, you got. Definitely. You I, yeah, ice. definitely. I definitely see yeah. it. But that's, that's the whole point, to see, like, how it would, how it would yeah. be. So, yeah, I would like to add that that'd be a thing. They just need to, to fix something and turn them back on, basically. I mean, when you... Yeah. Just have the quests all available for your class, then select which one you want to do, and then go in as that, go in as that spec. So I'd love to see if you could actually do like the tank ones as a DPS spec. You might get like totally raffled. That'd be a thing I, to see. I, I do That'd be pretty see that fun. Impossible. Yeah. Hey, hey, the... I mean, the tanks by themselves are already almost getting one shot at a time. It's so yeah, <laughs> it's very true. But you never know. We'll see if it happens. But I think with that. Let's move us along real quick here to the, the middle of the show. Plug a few things, and then we'll get into more talents and legendaries and nitty-gritty and stats after this little mid-show break. But if you are new to the show, of course, you can check out all of the past shows over on the YouTube link. Linked, of course, down below. Or if you're on YouTube right now, again, hello. 
all the shows are put up on YouTube and they're in chunks by like a season by the year that they are aired. So all the ones we have right now, the Windwalker show, the Legion show, Bears, Guardian Druids, Feral Druids, Balanced Druids, etc. All the way back as we go there. And of course, then they, the 2016 shows, everything is by the year that they're in. You can also find the shows. Oh, who's, whose face was that? We just passed by a little bit. But... The, you can check these all out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music as MP3 only, like audio only episodes. So you can check all of those out as well, if that is something to your fancy. Oh my goodness. But uh, check all those out. Links down below. My YouTube subscribe list came up. And of course, everything is now broken. Okay, thanks, YouTube. Good job. Uh huh. Yeah, what is this? I don't know what that is. Can you? That's fair. And again, if you want to look at the other podcasts or listen to them, look at them with your ears. The podcasts are all posted on the Patreon page. The links to the extra podcast links down below. But these are only available on Patreon, so there's the extra shows. You can check all these out, of course. These are only available right there. But they're the meet and greet, the setups, the building blocks for the show where we just hash things out and work through things that uh, you may or may not have heard about. And these are only available again. On Patreon, you can check those out. But if you want to support the show in a more physical way, you can head over to the official Design by Humans store, the apparel store. There's a whole lot of other things I have planned for this, but right now it's just t-shirts, tank tops, tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, etc. And these are made by artists that I have worked with in a little World of Warcraft community. The uh, those shirts for the sort of commemorative world firsts, which we'll keep doing as we go forward. And then the little final bosses by Fade Linny. You can go pick up any of those. But I've got more stickers and mugs and other shirt plans in the future. There's a little Illidan right there. But you can go check those out down below as well. Just things to help keep the show rolling every week. Everyone always wants the show to have more installments or more than just one episode a week. But that just comes out of time, really. But if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show, just to make sure we're all on the same page, the shows and the specs are still kind of smooshed together. A little bit. Like we still have Unholy and Frost on the horizon. We'll put those together. We had Discipline and Holy Priest we had smooshed together. But after this first whole pass, we will be doing all of the specs for the second pass in Legion. Because we're going to be here for another year and a half probably, right? We're Tier 2 starting soon. We still have Argus on the horizon. They'll all be separate. So everyone's been asking for a very long time to have separate shows. Only talk about one spec directly. And that is happening the second time around. So that's just the way the show grows. But be patient because it's going to take like a year to get through that. So just be, be patient. All right. Josh. Jeez. But check out all the links down below. But that's all I got to say about the show and all that plug stuff. But I'm going to bring up some talent calculators here and stats and artifact things. But so what do arms warriors care about right now, Corjo? What mastery. Do you guys... Well, okay. That's the only thing you care about is mastery. Oh, that's it, it's huh? Unfortunate. Yeah, honestly, if you could choose like a thousand haste or, or like, you mean like two thousand haste and like a thousand mastery, you choose a thousand mastery. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's 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 that strong. And unfortunately, it's that way. In seven two point five though, with the mastery nerf, you're going to see a lot more other stats coming up. Like crit, it's going to be actually decent. You know, hmm. versatility actually might go down, and haste would be better too, and strength would be up there too now. Thankfully. It's always weird when your primary stat is weaker than your secondaries. 
And this is after. We live in a post-secondary yeah. stat sort of squish world. Because I know for enhancement, I care about haste, then mastery, then agility. So, yeah. I don't, I don't why they they can do it again. Maybe we'll get another secondary stat squish or something. But yeah, if for like for me at least, it takes like thirty eye levels to beat like five hundred more mastery. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that's the extreme. But like right. for my, my stat, which is like mastery, haste is equal to verse, then crit is equal to strength. It's just so bad. That's and they're fixing that though. Again, more things that are yeah they are trying to fix for uh. For arms in the future but because i even noticed too like shenanigans you're oh, wearing yeah. the jewel crafted craft the jewel crafting crafted neck which mm -hmm. is just stamina and mastery and then the charge it's charge and intercept intercept which is for prod give six percent more rage it's pretty good because you would run out and charge mid-combat quite a bit and the extra rage for arms is just huge that... And then, of course, that mastery is just so juicy. Can we talk about that in the BTS show? Because Nano made fun of you for worrying worry about your eye level. But you were worried like a... What's the eye level on the neck? Like, it's like 875. 875. So, but it's really it's that... so much. Really that good, though, huh? I think I, I think I sinned myself. I think a 920 neck beats it at that point. But I've got to get one that high. Like a 920 mastery oh, something. Mastery verse, mastery haste, heavy mm. mastery at least. Yeah, that's the main stat. Is yeah. there... that? How does that still work out, though, with arms and the whole, uh, like, walking out of melee and charging back in? Like, how often does that still transpire, though? Is that still a main oh. part, or...? No, in with your new four-piece... Well, not new four-piece, but your four-piece, the very gear you get, you'll do that. Oh. <laughs> Interrupting. Do you... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're fine. But um... um sorry, but um with our four piece, you're saying the bow cry two seconds and stuff okay. like that. It, it uh you get more rage during bow cry because you only generate rage because it doesn't come. Basically the better gear you get, the less important that is. But it's still useful when you run other talents when you get more rage starved. Right. Yeah, Archie Corcho is fighting up his inner demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because that was a thing that I knew that was very prevalent in beta testing is the, obviously, the, the charge in, go ham. Then when your charge comes back off cooldown, you would either leap or walk away and charge back in, mm -hmm. like, almost all the time. So not as often yeah. as much. Not though. as often. In, yeah, but um, a fight's like Gul'dan, you'll do it a lot. Sure. Very useful. That's fair. How about the flip side? This is almost asked the exact same question, which I'm... So all Fury Warriors care about is haste, right? Uh, not exactly. Haste oh. and mastery. They're oh. both. Oh, gosh. Two stats. But yeah, yeah so two, two stats. And the... verse. Verse is also up there. Everything but crit, basically. Okay, yeah, so where do the, where do the stats fall then for, for Fury? How's that all work out? Uh, so like... In general, you're mostly just going to want as much haste as you can. And then from there, you want to get mastery. And the reason you want to get so much mastery right now is uh, mainly because DOS. DOS scales off your mastery because your mastery increases uh, how much damage you deal during Enrage. Mm -hmm. And that buffs your DOS. And also just mastery in general for AoE, which Nighthold is very heavy of. Uh, it will also assist you in that when you Odin's Fury and Whirlwind and all those type of stuff while Enraged. So 
mastery and haste are relative close to each other. So for some people, mastery will be better. Um, for other people, haste will be better. But in general, haste is just easier to gear for and just smoother. And in the long run, will just do you better than mastery will. Okay. There's. But it's not like. It's it's not like arms where. Uh, I mean, he he has an eight seventy five neck. Just yeah. that says a whole lot right there. Yeah, there's, there have been sort of small problems that that come up like that. I don't know if it's a problem though, because again, the whole jewelry debacle has been so weird this expansion because they don't have primary stats on them, so all they have is stamina. You're like, okay, whatever, because there are those rings that are like eight forty eye level that are stamina and like one stat, which is like two thousand plus. That just oh, like, I got one of those. There's world drops. Like, I remember our fire mages all wanted the crit one when we started progression, you know, way back when fire mage was a thing. I'm sorry, fire mages. Um, that doesn't that's, I know my, my monk has one, like a versatility, like 2100 versatility in one slot is pretty good. So, mm -hmm. they're not as prevalent, but, but no shenanigans like what arms has with those necks or any of the crafted pieces for fury. Yeah. Though, right? No crafted pieces, but there could be a couple of uh, dungeon pieces that, you know, could be, like, better lower eye levels than most other things. Okay. Uh, for example, being the COS ring or even the upper Karazhan ring. Okay. So I guess the follow-up to that will, is the stat parties changing then? Because Cordial kind of went over that, but uh, the question I had that was proposed in Discord was that, will Fury just continue to hate crit? In uh, but... Basically, yeah. Uh, as, as long as COF is a thing, um, Battlecry only has a 45-second cooldown. Or 50-second cooldown, my bad. Um, as long as COF is a thing, and you always have Battlecries coming up around every 30, 30 or 25 seconds due mm -hmm. to the trinket, it just devalues a crit so much. And from the looks of it, it looks like we are going to continue using COF, at least for the early on parts of TOS. Yeah. So not much changes in that regard for Fury. Mm-hmm. I guess that what is um because you can sort of wrap up with stats and how COF and, and Draft of Souls have been so pivotal for Fury, what are you guys looking at replacing them with in Tomb of Sargeras? Do we know? Uh, wait, can you repeat that again? I wasn't listening. Well, what, oh. what are we looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at replacing your two trinkets right now, COF and the, the draft in in tomb are there trinkets specifically from tomb that you'll replace them with or are you just gonna like roll relinquish trinkets all day and hope you get a chaos talisman or a uh a um with a gym trinket oh no definitely uh dos was gonna be replaced with or without a nerf was gonna be replaced mm -hmm. in tos because dos right now is so powerful due to a combination of things right. you have frothing berserker you have the tier 19 four piece, which makes DOS fit inside your enrage. Otherwise, it wouldn't. You have um, so those those things all come together and make DOS as powerful as it is currently. Um, but even then, in TOS with tier 20, um, which does do at the same eye level the same numbers as tier 19, mm -hmm. um, but obviously with eye level inflation, you're going to be wearing tier 20. Um, but we were going to replace the trinkets anyways. One of them would have been Moonglaives. Moonglaives is just a very, very strong trinket. Even after its 40% nerf that all the trinkets got for Warriors on the PTR due to Battlecry, uh, it's still one of the best ones. Uh, you have Cradle, which is also another powerful trinket. Uh, Toxin, 
cinders and engine and all those trinkets were uh, very good replacements to DOS. COF is a little bit harder to replace due to just what it provides. It's not, you know, it's it doesn't provide you raw damage, the trinket itself, but it does give you damage in terms of having battle cry up so often. Yeah. Um, and that right there is very hard to value, and which is why it's it's so hard to replace that trinket. Most people think it's DOS that it's hard to replace, but in reality, COF is what makes the spec so powerful right now with just how low of a cooldown we have on Battlecry alongside our Relic that increases the damage we do within Battlecry. Mm -hmm. And all those things in combination just make COF such a powerful trinket for us. But definitely DOS was going to be replaced one way or the other. And no, we don't. thankfully, we don't have to go and farm dungeon trinkets or <laughs> old raid trinkets like some classes still have to do. So I'm glad for that. Yeah, and then... Corjo, is the same thing true for arms? Is there anything you're you're keeping? Is, is like, are you still having the Converge to Fate problem going forward, or are you going to be able to replace pretty smoothly in in Tomb? There is a lot of good trinkets for arms out there that weren't just draw to souls. You got like Terrabound Nexus. You got Spontaneous Appendages. Unfortunately, you also got Arcano Crystal, which is really good. Um, Converge to Fate actually looks pretty decent. You got Kiljanes. So you got a lot of trinkets that you can replace with. And in, in Tomb, you got, like, Engine Eradication is super good with that 80% uptime. And then Glaives and Spectre, all just really good trinkets. They're going to be, yeah, as, as Dano said earlier, the opportunity cost from Draft is not going to be as, it's, it's going to be, no, no, sorry. The opportunity cost is huge for arms because you waste two global cooldowns in the battle cry, which is big. But then these new trinkets allow you to do relatively, not the same damage, but good enough damage and still have the opportunity cost of still casting your main abilities. Right. Okay, well that's the, this opportunity cost that yeah. Draft was supposed to have didn't really exist until yeah. they nerfed it for the two specs. So now it, yeah. it definitely shows. But uh, Nano brought up Fury Warrior two-piece or, or four-piece right now a little bit. So let's go over set bonuses. We'll go back and forth between both the tier 19s real quick. And actually I have a typo in my notes right there. My, my brain. So you're both wearing the uh, the war plate of the Obsidian Aspect right now. So a Fury, your two-piece, is that each use of Ferocious Slash, which it's probably a sore spot that it still exists, but I guess it works out well in the end. Wet Noodle uh, Slash. Wet Noodle Slash, yeah. Noodle, yeah. Uh, grants an additional 15% increase to Bloodthirst Critical Strike Chance, and your four pieces that increases the duration of your Enrage by 1.5 seconds. So that, yep, worked that, out, correct. that worked out to be the reason, another reason why, these all these little things that lined up for Fury right now, but you're changing that in tier 20 to something very different. So your tier 20, your Titanic Onslaught armor is your Bloodthirst Critical Strikes have a 50% chance to grant you a new personal buff called Raging Thirst, which increases the damage of your Raging Blows by 50% for 8 seconds. And your four piece is that Raging Blow will increase the damage and healing of your next Bloodthirst by 20% up to 10 stacks. Again, now you get to see these these stacking set bonuses coming here. They love... I have one. Some people have these stacking bonuses. Red Pally have one. So, what are you guys' thoughts on the Onslaught armor for Fury 
and the change from tier 19 to tier 20. And you said there's no shenanigans, you're not wearing any last tier, so how does the Bloodthirst Raging Blow synergy set bonus look like for you guys so far? Okay, so it feels like shit, to be honest. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Tier 19 yeah. is very, very... It's It makes the spec feel so good. It's such quality of life improvement. Um, it it just it just makes everything flow well, and it also tier nineteen two piece and four piece works eighty percent uh, the entirety of the fight above execute phase, and it works within execute phase. It actually works very well within execute phase. Tier twenty, on the other hand, while its numbers are the same as tier nineteen, it does not make the spec feel that good. Um, it, it doesn't work at all. Like, two-piece or four-piece, they do not provide you any benefit whatsoever as it currently stands for during execute phase. Because as it stands, you're not using Rage and Blow in your execute phase. And if you start weaving in Rage and Blows in your execute phase, you're wasting GCDs that you could have used on execute to build up Juggernaut stacks. So then you're losing a potential Juggernaut stack for a Rage and Blow that's not going to do anywhere near as much damage as an execute with Juggernaut stacks would do. So you have that whole dilemma there where basically your tier set is not going to work um, at an execute uh, an execute phase at all. So it's a it's a it feels it feels really really bad. It really does go switching from that to the new uh, tier set. But it, it doesn't change anything really. It doesn't change any of the gameplay. Um, above twenty percent, you're still going to be doing the same rotation. You're still going to be pressing the same buttons, um, and you're still going to be GCD locked, and that's what's going to hurt you at the end and execute. And hopefully, maybe the ring will be what you know makes execute phase great again with tier twenty. Having to rely on a, on a legendary to do that, but it it just feels bad that your tier twenty actually has no benefit whatsoever during execute phase. Yeah, that's a weird. I mean, our. But then I guess my question from the outside in is that an intentional one to give you more damage outside of forcing the juggernaut window to be where you start, like, really shining. Is that... Is that, you think, the Blizzard's point in doing so with the set bonus? Or is it just... They've been back and forth on Tier 19 or Tier 20. Normally, uh, they, they've they've this really big pattern where either your 19 or your Tier 20 right now has this whole, like, one ability or, like, two ability pairing focus, or your two-piece and four-piece have nothing to do with each other at all. And you flip-flopped on that. Yeah. For Fury, anyway. So... Yeah. I think... A lot of us think that, like... I personally think that Blizzard maybe thinks how we do the execute phase is different with to in regards to how we actually do it. Maybe they think we actually use Raging Blow, and then they completely forget about the fact that Juggernaut is there, and mm. getting Juggernaut stacks is very important. Um, and then the other thing, maybe, is that they just think that our execute phase is so strong due to Juggernaut, that we don't need a tier bonus to help us there, because we're gonna, if we did, we're gonna be insane. Which, maybe it could be in Tomb. Maybe in Tomb there's not that many mechanics sub 20% that force us to drop Juggernaut stacks. Could be the case, but as it currently stands, it just feels, it just feels bad. It feels bad, man. Hmm. Yeah, that's what Archie was compounding on, that it's good, it just feels bad. Yeah. The same reason that a talent that only works for part of the fight feels bad. You don't think about when it's good, you focus on when it stops working. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Wait and see how that, um, that works out. But, like, numerically, it's probably going to be fine. 
and you're not yeah numerically it's at equal eye level with uh tier 19 it's around the same a little bit higher a little bit lower depending on your gear mm -hmm. um but obviously you know with tos inflation eye level it's going to be much easier to get tier 20 and then it will be better of course right and it looks because you're going to be having the helm and possibly the pants that you can't do any tier 19 two-piece tier 24 piece shenanigans like some people are going to be doing like me apparently great so and also it also brings in the dilemma of uh the the legendaries that we do use like for example right now with the angry hat our tier helm is actually really good at stat wise it has haste and mastery on it which is what we prefer it's heavy haste mm -hmm. and you know we're replacing it with another helm that has you know haste mastery on it but with the legs uh in tier 20 we have the same issue just with the legs hmm so it's like I, they're really pushing so that we don't get two piece, four piece, which is I'm I'm completely fine with to be honest. I don't think anyone wants to go back and farm Nighthold for Titan Forge pieces. Well, that I hope they just I don't know why they just don't quash that with making sure that Titan Forging and War Forging, Titan Forging specifically, can't keep moving forward from past raids. Like Legion Tier One raids should have a cap. I should they should not keep moving. But there's still been no post, no talk about this at all in the PTR. Because it's going to be some top-end guild doing it a few months from now where you're going to look at their armories after their kills and you're going to see some weird 940 eye-level tier 19 combination. Like, oh, they got super lucky and they cheesed it. Or I don't know why they don't fix that right now before any problems arise. They should have definitely, like, I'm a firm believer that they should have made it to either where, like, EN gear will only Titan Forge up to a maximum of 895, like it was when we were in EN. Right. And then you have Nighthold gear only Titan Forge up to a maximum of 925. Yep. Or you could do the other thing, which would satisfy me the most, which is make it so LFR gear cannot Titan Forge past normal gear, and normal gear can't Titan Forge past heroic gear, but, and the same thing for heroic and to mythic gear. Yep. They, I mean, we've all seen it, either in LinkedIn chat or on someone's stream of, like, the LFR 920 Dark Whispers or some other nonsense, which is just ridiculous. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a white whale, but it, because so many people are playing and doing the raids, it does still exist, and it's just stupid. It's just stupid, but... It just feels so bad when, like, yeah. you look at your main character, and then you look at your alts, and your alts is almost the same eye level as your main character, even though it has not touched mythic raids at all. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's fair. That is fair indeed. How about tier 19 for arms? So the transition here is a little, a little bit... <laughs> a little different focus, I would say. So tier 19 yeah. with arms, you're sitting right now, your two pieces, Mortal Strike and Execute Crits, have a 10% chance to reset the cooldown of CS. So, just more tactician, essentially. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't and say it, on the tier, but oh. it also it also resets Mortal Strike, too. Oh, yeah. Which well, kind of yeah. weird. Oh, it resets CS and Mortal Strike, so Mortal Strike can reset itself? Well, from that two-piece proc, it can... It resets the cooldown World Strike 2. It doesn't say in okay. there, but it does. And your four pieces just increases the duration of your battle cry by two seconds. That's huge, though. Right. Well, right. But those are, again, these are these are disconnected set bonuses. Yeah. That's what you have right now. And then your tier 20 is your two pieces that 
Colossus Smash reduces the cooldown of Blade Storm by three seconds, or the cooldown of Ravager by two seconds. And your four yeah. pieces that while Blade Storm is active, you'll automatically cast a total of six Mortal Strikes at random enemies, or when Ravager is active, you'll cast a total of four Mortal Strikes at random enemies. So very, very huge swing from 19 to 20 yeah. in just how it plays. But so how what are you guys looking at from arms for 19 to, to 20, Corjo? Well, the tier is really good for AoE and single target, but it kind of plays weird since you use kind of blaze for single target, which you know kind of weird. Kind of brings back wad days when you hit whirlwind single target. But um the way the Ravager, the I want to think what to add here is that the Ravager part of the Mortal Strike is weird because when you throw it, it casts the Mortal Strike at the Ravager's location rather than yourself. So you could throw it at a boss 10 yards away and then hit it on a target. It's kind of neat that way. But play-wise, the especially the Blade Storm one, it's going to be kind of weird because if we take a talent Deadly Calm, we would use it outside of Battlecry. But if we don't take it, we would use it with Battlecry. And then we have the new Anger Management, which uses the cooldown of Bladestorm, which will make Battlecry and Bladestorm almost line up to each other, just barely. And um, I think it also standardizes with Opportunity Strikes, so when you use a lower HP, those melee abilities, those mortal strikes, can proc Opportunity Strikes again, which is really cool. That's... And, um... I'll go ahead. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff within it. There's a lot of, you know, it looks really simple, but there's a lot of information condensed in it yeah because it, it's casting mortal strikes so are things yes. that affect mortal strike then in that window also working yes so if you have say you have focus rage it, the right. first mortal strike will consume the focus rage and the others would be normal damage okay then of course everything else would obviously like if you obviously warbreaker to then throw your ravager yeah. out there all your extra mortal strikes all that stuff you know works together but it's it's such a crazy one. I mean, I guess right now with the battle cry duration, it, it technically has the AOE synergy there, obviously. Yes, it does. But your tier twenty is so AOE focused. Yeah, I mean, it also does really good single target damage. Place from you know, itself does about one point eight million, okay. and then the mortal strikes are hitting for you know six hundred eight hundred k. If I'm not mistaken about my my warrior. Do you still auto-attack during Bladestorm? Yes, you do. Okay, that's still so a thing. So you generate rage during it. Right, that's still a thing. So it's, it's not like a huge... Your, your opportunity cost of Bladestorm yeah, is opportunity that you're cost. standing still spinning. But, yeah, that's not a super big deal. I, um, nope. I'm showing off, obviously, Tier 20 on screen right now. The new high-resed Onslaught gear. And it's so crazy how the like the LFR normal heroic and like PvP like base colors and then the mythic set is so oh, yeah. good I love it Same. It, it takes you back to those days where like the people who were actually geared you could tell that they were geared and that they were mm -hmm. better at the game than you were right there's there definitely is great verticality in all the new sets, like how bulky it feels, like how your your hips and the the feet guard, the bracers, like the mm -hmm. hand, the hand pad looks really good. I think still in this poll at the end of this, like the MO champion, what tier twenty 
Uh, Armor set is your favorite. The results, I believe, are still... Yeah, Warrior is ahead. 25% Warlock at 18, then Priest at 14. So Warrior is still on top for for their tier 20, at least according to the oh, yeah. Champion community. So... It's definitely beautiful. I also like what they've done with the new, like... They seem to have been able to, like, start placing 3D objects on the actual yeah. gear. And yeah, that just makes I love it, that a lot. It makes it stand out, like... On the side of the leg plates, you can mm -hmm. see those uh, reinforced, like, I guess, like, armor pieces with, like, little, uh, yeah. little plates and stuff it's on the them. the hip plates and things, yeah. Yeah, the hip plates, and then you have it on the gloves as well. Mm -hmm. It just looks yeah. really well done. I mean, yeah, the current Nighthold tier for the DKs looks really sick with those uh, blades and the gauntlets. Monks have shoulder pads, for crying out loud, in their gear, which are tied to the chest, apparently, but they have actually, like, elbow... Our elbow pads, not just shoulder pads. They're all like sort of connected, and their gauntlets all go down to their hand. They have like it goes over their fingers, so it's actually really neat. Yeah, it, lo it looks really nice, especially compared to tier nineteen. Tier nineteen was pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah. But that is, it's all of course based out of Black Temple, is what a lot of the gear is. Yeah. If you had Black Temple yeah. gear, that's what it's from. It's so. pretty iconic. So of course we'll wait and see how everything shakes out, because these are. These are both, like, gameplay changes. It's weird, not to sound salty, only a little, little, little bit. The enhancement one is just going back to the old rotation we used to do with just putting Crash Lightning in the main rotation. We're just fishing for Stormbringer procs. So it, it doesn't even change, like, anything with our rotation or at, at all in Tier 20. It's nice. Like, numerically, they're still tweaking it so it actually isn't a DPS loss like it was originally. But yeah. it doesn't really change anything. But looking at the 19s and 20s for Fury and Arms, like, these are, like, thematically different feels on how you actually would play the class. So... The tier 20, I think, actually really kind of fits the class fantasy a lot of people like about arms of being the blade master right. kind of blade storming storming around and hitting people multiple times it's kind of neat I, I like it a lot getting very dizzy yeah getting very dizzy right bring back warlords hitting whirlwind waiting for world shark procs yeah the colors are different the question was what about the color differences because there's a normal a heroic and a mythic the mythic is the super armored version and there should be a version of that for like arena for for um pvp yeah there's supposed to be six versions of all the sets and there's one for mythic and then one for ranked arena and they're different colors but the different colors are lfr normal heroic uh and then base pvp so and I then elite pvp that. elite and then yeah. Elite. yeah exactly yeah you could get the elite ones and the regular pvp ones already so you can start looking like you're in tier 20 I mean, some of the yeah, sets I'm... actually have seven. Like, Warlocks have seven colors, but others are supposed to only have six. So they're probably not done yet with all the different um, I know Alliance and Horde have different colors, depending on the PvP Oh, yeah, sets. for the PvP oh. ones they do. Yeah, that's right. That's the right. Alliance but... one's more blue, and the Horde one's more, like, brownish, yeah. uh, reddish. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Well, I have here for, like, Legendaries and Trinkets. We've talked about a ton of Trinkets in here, and Legendaries are broken down and peppered throughout as well. So, and again, if you want more, like, direct, when 7.245 comes out, the MMO Champion post for, for Fury or the Arms Compendium will all be updated all beautifully, and the pins will be there in the Discord channel, so check those out in Skyhold. So I want to jump into Talents, then. And not to sweep Fury under the rug, because they're not getting as many changes, but just to point it up first, Nano, you want to walk me through, like, how Fury specs now like 
El Clasico currently, and if there are any big like possible changes or swaps or priorities or like ones you could w wiggle around there. Like, what's the what's the baseline you guys are working on right now with Fury? Okay, so we'll start with the level 100 tree and go up because you'll see the synergy sort of form yeah. from there. So uh, your 100 talent is always going to be Reckless Abandon. It used to be Dragon Roar, but then they nerfed it, and then they buffed Reckless Abandon, and, and now it's Reckless Abandon. So you're always going to go with that. And then for your 90 row, you're going to be wanting to go with Inner Rage. It just makes the entire rotation feel more fluid. You always have a button that you're pressing. Um, it's also It also helps in non-single target uh, scenarios. You do have Frenzy, which on The Sims shows up very close to Inner Rage, and for some people even above Inner Rage. But it just, in practicality, it just doesn't do that. Um, so most of the time you end up going in a rage. For your 75 tree, you have technically two choices, but really at this point into the uh, into Nighthold, you only have one choice, which is Frothing Berserker. Early on in Nighthold, you could have gone Massacre, uh, most specifically for Star Augur, mm -hmm. uh, where your damage was just skyrocket once you got into Execute. But now at this point, um, bosses are not lasting in Execute that long. Uh, to the point where Massacre is going to help you. It's going to make up for losing the damage Frothing would have given you for the entirety of the fight. Because Frothing works for the entire fight, while Massacre only works for 20% of the fight. Mm. Um, and then you have, from there, for your 60 tree, uh, it's just utility, really. You have Furious Charge, which just heals you on your next Bloodthirst. You have Bounding Stride, which reduces its cooldown, and then you get a movement speed buff. And War Paint just reduces damage you take when enraged. Uh, you can either go with Bounding Stride or War Paint. I just like to default run Bounding Stride. Because uh, I like to jump out of the last second for mechanics and things like that. <laughs> of course. Uh, for your 45 uh, tree, you can go either Avatar or Wrecking Ball. Outburst is a giant meme. Don't even look at that. Um, oh, Avatar sorry, sorry. is very. <laughs> Avatar is really good on single target and on AOE, uh, depending because it lines up really well with your cooldowns. You're always going to have Avatar and Battlecry will be up together. Avatar and DOS will be up together. They almost share basically the same cooldown, just a five second difference. Um, however, you do have Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball is a very good contender on fights such as Scorp, Tyke, even Mythic Gul'dan. Uh, Wrecking Ball is a great contender. Um, but you also have, uh, and also in Dungeons, Fortified Weeks or uh, Teaming Weeks, Wrecking Ball is amazing. It actually is. If you have the Legendary Belt, which uh, increases damage your Wrecking Ball does by 33% if it hits three or more targets, um, you're, you're going to be doing an insane amount of trash damage. And you don't lose too much on single target because the bosses are going to die within one avatar usage if you would have used avatar anyways. It, unless you're doing very high tyrannical, you're not going to use avatar more than once on a uh, dungeon fight. So right. for dungeons, you could go either way. You could go Wrecking Ball or Avatar. I prefer to run personally Wrecking Ball um, from doing carries and stuff just because trash is most of the dungeon. Yep. Um, and you're, and you're single target on the boss, like I said, you're not going to lose too much by going Wrecking Ball over Avatar. But for default Nighthold, you'll go Avatar. Because uh, it lines up really well, like I said, with Odin's Fury, Battlecry, and all those other things. For your 30 tree, it's just stuns. Uh, well, it's, it's more utility, really. Uh, you can either go Shockwave or Double Time. Uh, honestly, Shockwave good for dungeons. Double Time will be good for raids where the bosses move. and Or you have to do a mechanic and then you have to get back in really quickly. So you go with Double Time. Mm -hmm. And then for your level 15 tree, you have two choices. You have War Machine, Endless Rage, Fresh Meat is just like uh, Outburst, don't look at it, it's bad. Um, so you have War Machine, which is sort of like a mini uh, Lust. Um, you don't have to get the killing blow on the target, uh, you just have to hit the target 
with anything that's not Odin's Fury. For some reason, Odin's Fury does not count as hitting the target to hmm. proc War Machine. But you just have to hit the target within the last two or so seconds um, to proc War Machine. So, you know, you would you basically run this on almost every fight in Nighthold besides Triliax, uh, Augur. Even on Augur, you can make a case for running it. Same thing on Croesus. But uh, you would use Endless Rage. That's the more single-target-oriented uh, talent. So you would run that on Triliax, Croesus, Augur, if you're not running War Machine, that is, uh, to try and get some beefy execute phase with the adds on Augur and getting your haste buff. But War Machine is, it's kind of annoying at times on fights such as Botanist, where if you run War Machine in double time, you can make great use of it because you can charge out and help with the Lashers and get the buff, so then that'll help you on the boss itself, so it's single yep. target. Um, or you could try Heroic Throwing. Heroic Throwing's kind of iffy because it has a travel time, and then if the boss, if the ad doesn't die within the time required to proc War Machine, then you just waste it because your range stopped doing damage to it if they killed it too fast. But in general, War Machine's a really, really good talent. It's your default choice for dungeons, basically, and you'll always be running that because, I mean, it's just 30% haste and 30% movement speed um, for 15 seconds, which is quite nice. So that all of that together just makes the spec work really well. Uh, the biggest synergy being between Froth and Berserker and Reckless Abandon. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that works really well. Again, it, it seems like it's all... It's almost like Fury Warrior, which has been building up over the first uh, iterations here in the first tier of Legion, just has not only like the talent build that is almost all locked in, but then all these just Jenga pieces just kept piling up and piling up, really building a Lego castle slowly, 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 and it all sort of just came together. But there's no big changes you guys are finding out are possible big changes with your tier 20 and tomb on the horizon because wouldn't inner rage have a bit of an issue then with tier 20 like what have you guys looked at for for the horizon then any, any big changes uh not really uh there was a buff a slight buff to frenzy which increased its uh its duration from 10 seconds to 15 but that's not really what the issue with frenzy was right um people are saying oh, are we being locked into Frenzy now? Because it's a stacking buff that we have on our tier 20, and that means we can spam Raging Blow if we go Frenzy, because Raging Blow has no cooldown unless you take in a Rage, but you have to be enraged to use it, right? Um, but it's not the case. Raging Blow, in a Rage, I mean, just works better with tier 20, as it currently stands, than Frenzy does. Frenzy, just like I said before, it sims well, but in practical terms, in-game, it's it's not that good. It's very it's more of a single target oriented talent, and even then, it's uh, basically you have too many abilities that you cannot fit into a spec that's locked into uh, three GCDs. Mm -hmm. And having inner rage just makes the entire spec flow well. You press blitters, you press raging blow, furious slash blitters back up, uh, raging blows back up after that, and it just continues to cycle over and over again. And it's what gives the spec. Um, it just makes it it makes the spec feel good, and it also provides good numbers. And alongside that, the buff that it gives it it buffs raging blow by 150 percent, plus the buff from your two piece. Uh, it works well together. Uh, you would have to get some seriously high stacks. Stacking up raging blow with the four piece to get a big bloodthirst uh uh hit won't necessarily make up the difference of losing the default damage you gain from inner rage if that makes sense well right that's what i was basically getting to is that this you know this stacking set bonus oh boy 
but it sounds like you're just not really going to stack it. Yeah, you're you're basically not. It's it's going to be very difficult to stack. If not, just you're never going to end up stacking it. More than likely, you'll get like one, two stacks. Maybe it's how it sounds like. Yeah, yeah two is iffy. Two is iffy. Like, yeah. yeah, two is pretty iffy. It's more than likely just going to be one stack. Yeah, I wonder because the other the other choice you have in that tier, of course, is just bloodbath, which is something. It's just a numbers thing, I assume, that it's just not worth it essentially yeah, it runs into the same issue as frenzy uh yeah that's the spec is gcd locked and bloodbath it bloodbath is actually it was pretty fun to play with to be honest i did it in a couple of dungeons with it and you do a lot of damage but on single target it just doesn't work as well as inner rage does neither of those talents Bloodbath doesn't work single target as well as Inner Rage does, and Frenzy doesn't work AoE mm -hmm. as well as Inner Rage does. Okay. Inner Rage just basically works the best in almost all scenarios um, in regards to those other two talents that are competing with it. Sounds good to me. How about arms? Now, this will take... And then you can help Korja out on this one, because there's quite a bit of back and forth here. Unless Coral can handle the whole thing, crack those knuckles, get ready to go. But you have you have the build now, which arms right now, to my understanding, like you said before, is very locked in its ways until the patch. So what's kind of like the build that you guys run now on live, and then we'll go and contrast what you guys are looking at in uh, seven two five, Corjo. Muted, I think. Where's the button? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> but the uh, first talents, the uh, fifteen. You have Dauntless. It was just really good because it's twenty percent rage cost, more more pressing buttons, more damage. You have Overpower, kind of a meme. And then you have Sweeping Strikes, which is good for two fights. You got Gul'dan and Elson, which is really good for for that free cleave, especially with Executioner's Precision, just, mm -hmm. uh, stacking out those other targets in World Strike. And you hit for like twelve million total. And then you got 30, you know, same as Fury, kind of a utility tree. Double times your best choice, but if you're going to do like Parasites on Gul'dan, Shockwave right. is also really good. The 45 tree for a battle is kind of a joke. Rend is kind of a joke, and your Avatar is just really good. Synergize it with Drow Souls, just a good time. Level 60 tree, you got Second Wind, which is okay for leveling. You got Bounding Stride, which is really good for raids because you can get more ability. And then you got Defensive Stats. Which is, I guess, really good. I found it really useful on like fights like Ilganoth, where you had a high burst amount of damage and you need that extra 20% reduction when you're not doing anything. It's really good. For 75 tree, infinite kills garbage, moral combos garbage, and focus rage is the way to go. Yep. Uh, level 90, you got Trauma and Titanic Might, which are memes still, so Deadly Calm is the way to go. For 100, you got Anger Management. Definitely the best way to go, and opportunity strikes is too weak. And Ravager is used for one fight for padding uh, Spellblade. But the reason why these talents are so good because they all just synergize with each other so heavily. Let's start with the Dauntless decreases the cost of your abilities, which means you get to use Focus Rage more, which means Anger Management uses the cooldown of Battlecry, and means more Battlecries, means more times you get free rage with Deadly Calm. It kind of just cycles through again and again. More battle cries, more deadly comms, more focused rage uses, etc. Mm -hmm. Because the, the problem you guys had right now, and that was the, the beginning of the show we talked about, just like the, the rage issue that yeah. ARMS sits with now, 
And all the other abilities, either if they make you spend rage, then you don't want that. Or if they don't mm -hmm. help you or give you any rage, then again, you don't want that either. Yeah. So it's very, very cut and dry with, with ARMS currently. It's also yeah. interesting how just Focus Rage actually has no competition whatsoever currently. Because yeah. Mortal Combo, if you take Mortal Combo, you might as well not be taking a talent. Yeah, it's... You're going to be doing the same amount of damage if you didn't take a talent. Uh, yeah, Mortal Combo, it's a system of old design, because back in beta, Mortal Strike crits would extend the, ex extend the duration of Colossus Smash back in the day. Mm. So you would take that, and then you Battlecry, Mortal Strike, Mortal Strike, and then you get extra four seconds of Colossus Smash. That was really good. But now it's just kind of there and not good. Yeah, the in for the Which kill. In for the kill is Mortal Strike will refund 30 rage when used against targets yeah. that are below 20% health. Which Yeah, so it's useless for most of the fight. Or yeah. like big ads, you'd use it and then you might overcap and it's just too niche to be worth. It's very, very awkward. But that's that's where ARM mm -hmm. sits now. But again, as I showed earlier in the stream, this is live. And here is 7.2.5 so yeah. now what are you guys looking at on the horizon like what is what is changing as four talents have moved yeah and then certain talents have been reworked like in for the kill was reworked yeah. for battles buffed trauma yeah. got extra buff so let's start at level 15 uh Dauntless, still a good choice 10 percent uh less rage at 20 percent still a really good talent uh, overpower, really good actually, and it says on here cost rage, but it actually doesn't on the PTR. Yeah, it's free. It's, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's really good, and the sweeping strikes is still a decent talent to take in mythic plus and cleave fights because you know hitting two additional targets and world strike and executes huge. Ignore uh, thirty line, go to forty five, just kind of your bleed line with avatar. Trauma is actually decent now because of uh, it affects execute, so it's not useless for twenty percent of the fight. Mm -hmm. You're Oh, you'll always have it up. It's just a decent dot to have up. Rend is also pretty good now, too. It does a very little damage right off the bat, but it does so much damage later on. It's like It does 1,000% of your attack power, which is nuts. Yeah, that's... Over, eight, over 8 seconds. Yeah, comparing... So, 150% weapon damage on cast, but then 1,000% yeah. attack power over 8 seconds versus live... Which is 108% attack power when you wound the target. So it goes from attack power yeah. to weapon damage on cast. Mm -hmm. And then the coefficient on live is 559% attack power yeah. over 15, again, to 1000% over 8. The only issue with Ren is that a multi target would be pretty bad because right. you spend a lot of your time just re refreshing it. Over well, and over could, and over again. Trauma works on Whirlwind, so... Yeah. Trauma works on Whirlwind, so Trauma's good on... Yeah. And it also works with Sweeping Strikes, because then when your execute hits multiple targets, yep. Trauma applies to multiple targets. Really Ooh. good synergy there. And then Avatar, same way it is. Still a good talent. I don't see it going away, maybe. Maybe for more bursty fights, you would put combo with Bladestorm and just do a massive amount of damage. Okay, mm -hmm. let's go to 75 line. You got Fervor Battle, which was moved from Trauma. For a battle, increasing your whirlwind damage by 80% to the primary target. 80% is huge. That's a hard-hitting ability. It's doubled from live. Yeah. And then the cool thing about Fervor of Battle is that Whirlwind hits three separate times rather than just once. So each of those hits is 8% harder, basically. But then, like, each of those hits can crit. 
which is really good. And then each of those crits generates rage from one of your talent, not talent, but artifact points, uh, uh, will the first king. Gets you one rage per crit, but that's still really good when you hit multiple targets. Mm-hmm. They have Mortal Combo, still the same garbage talent it is. Nugget <laughs> change. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it's really good in PvP, I guess. I don't think that's um, I think where it lies, even though again, yeah, why, are, PD, why are PvP talents in the whatever. Yeah, yeah, even now though, uh, I've seen a lot of PvPers running just Titanic Might instead of Mortal Combo. That seems to have swapped in the meta around a bit. Hmm. Yeah, Titanic Might's really good. Uh, Titanic, the new Titanic Might's really good for target switching and cleave fights, because you'd always have it up. And especially, it'd be really good in Mythic Plus, too. What I found out is that you would use your Heroic Leap Pants that would apply Colossus Smash, or you'd finish a pack and then go into the next pack, your Colossus Smash is up again, so that you could start the, uh, another target with Colossus Smash. And then it's easier to spread around with the lower cooldown. Yeah. And then you have 100% uptime in Colossus Smash, which is really good. Yep. On, like, a single target tunnel fight, yeah. Yeah. And then you got level 90, tra- 90 talents. Delicom... You got nerfed a little bit, 75, 75% reduction. Still really good talent because it's basically almost free. You're spending very little rage or jaring a ton of rage during that. Really good talent. In for the kill is very interesting because it increases your rage gen because of, you know, more haste and faster swings, but also grants you more ability uses because it reduces the cooldown or the global cooldown of your other abilities. It's really good. It really emphasizes that window of opportunity. And then, and then, of course, it synergizes well with Titanic Might because then you'll have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cloth smash uses, the high up time of in for the kill. And you got Focus Rage. It costs 20 Rage instead of 15. It's an okay talent, it looks like, in that tier, but outshined by in for the kill and Deadly Calm. Anger Management got a pretty big change to it in level 100 talents. It's uh, every 20 rage instead of every 10 rage reduces the cooldown of Battlecry, but it adds Blade Storm into the mix now by one second. Yeah, that allows Battlecry and it allows Battlecry and Blade Storm to line up almost basically the same with the four with the two piece reducing the cooldown of uh, Blade Storm and Ravager by X seconds whenever you use Colossus Smash. And then you got Opportunity Strikes. I really really like this talent. I think it's really fun. Um, the cool thing about it is that the, for the longer fights, it's say like Gul'dan for the very long execute phase, this would be really, really good because it'll proc a lot, especially at lower, lower health. And then the extra rage helps with you getting full rage executes. Really fun time. Ravager is also pretty interesting too. It does a bit more damage in live, but it also generates 7 rage each time it deals damage. That's really good, getting all that free rage and then using able to use whirlwinds and you know more AoE abilities during that, which now is really good. Just to make sure we clarify, it yeah. reads that it generates some right each time it deals damage. Now, is that yes. just every time it pulses once per second for seven seconds, or is that every time it does damage to a thing? Every time it pulses and does damage. Okay, so it unfortunately gives... okay. it only generates seven rage. Whatever, how many targets it hits, unfortunately. Right. I was making bonkers if it generated rage per target. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah, it does, that's it what I was making sure because well, the yeah. synergy here is that so Ravager is also to make sure we clarify it replaces Blade Storm. Yes, it is basically a Blade Storm that you throw, whereas Blade Storm is just you. 
And it, yes. it essentially doubles the damage that it does, and it lowers the cooldown slightly by 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So when you Ravager, then you get to Whirlwind in your Ravager, essentially, is what it does. Yeah. So sort of sweeping strikes and Mortal Strikes, stuff like that. And especially, you know, mm -hmm. I have Trauma selected right now. There's going to be some shenanigans with Ravagering, yeah. sweeping strikes, Mortal Striking, Trauma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the yeah. Blade Dancer, like, style definitely... Yeah is coming in here, which is really exciting. Yeah, there's a lot more synergy coming out with all the new tier and these new talents. Yeah. Like, you know, Fervor Battle and Trauma synergize super well together. Increases the Whirlwind damage, and then, you know, yep. you use Whirlwind Trauma, increases that damage, really good. And then you got In for the Kill, which synergizes well with basically everything, I should say. Well, yeah, that's how I was looking then, at here. Like, a super yeah. AoE build would probably... I don't know, but... But in for the kill, giving yeah. you more haste, which gives you a lower global mm -hmm. cooldown, and then sweeping strikes, trauma, and fervor, and ravager. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot happening here. But then you can yeah. swap over to like things like dauntless and yeah. and ren, titanic might, deadly calm, and anger management opportunity strikes, and have like a really single target focused mm -hmm. build. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just there's tons of viable choices now, and there's tons of different builds that are really compete almost the same. Like, I found Dauntless over and Overpower super good single target. I found Rent really good, too. And, you know, Trauma super good. But uh, one thing I found that would be pretty neat for an AoE build is that you use the Legendary Ring. And it gives you Deadly Calm, right? Oh, so then you pair fun. that with Aim for the Kill. So now you're, you know, you have more haste, more abilities cast, and then you got a lesser rage cost, too. Really good times. I wish my ring was good. Yeah, it's I mean, okay, but <laughs> the Warrior one, like when it first got released, it looked okay. Yeah. But now it looks a bit better. It, it, it I would say it has potential to be really good, but it, right now as it stands, it's just potential. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I love on the show, and this goes back to any of the previous guests that are sitting in chat or any viewers that have been here for a long time. I mean, Archie might just nod his head. I always bring up that when I interview a spec, and they tell me, you take these talents. This one might yeah. swap once or twice, but then you take the rest of them and they never change. Yeah. And that always feels like it's just a huge, either we've found out the formula yeah. or Blizzard just is not still working on these mop talent models to not have all of mm -hmm. them overpowered. So you only pick one because they're yeah. just, they're just mathematical pitfalls in some of these. Mm -hmm. oh, so one I thing love... I forgot to... Oh, go ahead. And one thing I forgot to add about the Legendary Ring and the, giving you Deadly Calm, it gives you the playstyle focused rage again. So you could fish for resets. That could be a really good, you know, single target build where you use focused rage. Mm. You'd use a more higher rage than lower rage nowadays, but used during Deadly Calm. It's just basically get more resets, good times. Yeah, that is a lot of, it's, I mean, it's great to hear yeah. that ARMS There's has... There's just a ton of builds out there. Right. Yeah, I, I was trying to throw some salt out there just for funny, but I mean, with, yeah. there, there is definitely, I think Fury, in comparing and contrasting right now, didn't get as much as ARMS, but they can only focus on so much. I mean, Enhancement's uh -huh. sort of getting the same treatment ARMS is getting, where they have moved and changed. We've, we've literally taken our set bonus we have in Tier 19 and put it on a talent, because it's so important yeah. to us that they've moved that directly and we get to get that for free on our ring so that that opens up like two different build possibilities so it's they they are 
they are adjusting, but mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and yeah. see if that really bounces out uh, in the end. Because three months from now, we all could be playing one spec only. You never, you yeah. know, hopefully yeah. not, but yeah. I mean, I'm just glad they introduced not just one synergy with all these talents, but they introduced multiple synergies with multiple talents. That's right. just really fun, in my opinion. Right. No, it looks really good. Nano, do you have anything else to, to add? So you're swooping to Arms Warrior, right? You're just leaving Fury in the dust? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Uh, <laughs> not the death maybe. of Fury by any means whatsoever. At least from the rate testing I did, it doesn't seem to be. Right. Yep. But I think that's that's enough for talents, unless you have anything else that we missed. Anything? Oh, I, think, I think that's pretty much it. So it's nitty-gritty time, so if chat has any questions, we have a little bit of time that we can sort of weave in chat questions, and then of course I have some, some built-in stock ones here. And I guess the first one I, I want to ask is that it usually gets asked all the time in Discord, like, ask this to the guest, ask this, but it's usually just kind of tinfoil hatty. But I'll go to Nano first. So what would you change about anything in regards to either Arms or Fury? If you want to just focus on Fury, that's fine. That you play today. Is there anything that you would change right now? Like if, if I ran World of Warcraft, kind of a question. Execute. Instantly I would change Execute. Fury's Execute right now just... Oh God, I hate Juggernaut. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate Juggernaut. It just feels so bad. I oh, I thought that maybe you know they could increase the baseline damage of execute and lower the the percentage you gain from juggernaut stacks, or they could do what Arky said, which was make it so juggernaut stacks is a debuff on the target and it only the debuff only falls off if you execute another target. So you know mm -hmm. you're building up juggernaut stacks on this one target and it's getting and it's going and it's going and you could do raid mechanics. You don't have to seem like the douchebag of the raid who's like bot me here, please. Spell bought me over here because I'm going to sit in this mechanic because if not, I'm going to lose all my damage by dropping these stacks. Or I'm not going to help you with that ad over there because I need to build up stacks on this guy over here. It's things like that. Um, so definitely execute would be the one thing that I would change, especially going to tier 20 because we're losing such quality of life, especially in execute phase due to uh, the tier 19 two piece really helped out. And we're just losing that now going into tier 20. So execute in tier 20 is going to feel very... Uh, it's going to feel very bad. Right. And maybe the ring can alleviate some of that by giving us Massacre. But then it's it's still going to feel bad once things are on farm and bosses are dying too fast. And it doesn't matter how many stacks you get. And your your damage isn't going up as much as it should be for a class whose fantasy is actually, you know, everyone's no one's damage goes down during Execute. But our damage goes up during execute. And I think it should go up a little higher than it currently does and not take as much time as it does, in my personal opinion, at least. So that'd be the one thing I would instantly change. Just Juggernaut as a whole, increase the duration on it by even more. Two seconds, I don't feel it was enough from, mm. uh, from six to eight. Change it to a debuff. Change it to make it so... Uh, your baseline execute just does more damage without having to rely on Juggernaut stacks. It's, it, you sort of feel punished, really. You play well, right? And you're doing as much damage as you should be, but then you you do a mistake or the game forces you out of uh, being unable to maintain that buff, and it feels like you're being punished for not being able to cheese the encounter, if that makes sense. So that, that would be the one thing I would change instantly. Yeah, because we, 
I mean, letting a certain uh, class or spec do what they're good at is definitely part of the array mechanic, right? And it's just a problematic one when, at least in certain phases of, of it, we, we have to, like, tell, in my situation, we have to tell our Fury Warrior, well, don't, don't swap targets because it's just going to be a loss anyway and we're trying to push this, so just, just tunnel, which is great, I guess, for the player to, like, min-max and tunnel and whatever on the boss, but it just also feels that having to put that one person, put that pin on the board that, well, this person can't do mechanics then for the last two or three minutes of the fight because if they don't, they'll lose all their damage built up is... It's not really a raid-friendly feel. I don't think really anyone else has that sort of a style or that much of a pigeonhole. But they only have executes on really warriors and a little bit on a little bit on other classes like Feraldred, a little bit, a little bit on Fra a little bit on a Shadow Priest rather, a little bit on Affliction Warlock coming in the patch. But it's really forced that it's a it's a sore subject for sure with that. The Juggernaut specifically, so it, it definitely is, and I mean, yeah. it just feels so bad when you drop stacks and it's out of your control. There's literally nothing you can. Do. You can't stand inside the storm on mythical. Then you really can. You can have a spell bot, but what are you gonna do when the, the next storm comes yeah. or this other mechanic comes that you have to run out? It's just it feels like you're like hurting the raid at times, really. If you do try to uh, cheese it to where you can keep your stacks, right? And Archie brings up. I mean, he, I said, yeah. There's other. I would put those, though, anyone else's execute as almost a soft execute. Like, Shadow Word Death Damage is not going to be executes damage, right? Like, it, it's something that it can add, may have another button to hit in the rotation, but the key point that he brings up is only Fury Warrior's execute can fail. Yeah, basically, that's... Yeah. It, it feels like you're punished. Yeah. It, it shouldn't feel like you're punished. feel like you should be rewarded for doing right. well. Right. On the flip side, then, arms, Cordial, anything you would change to arms? Or with the changes you have right <laughs> now, is that is that enough? I mean, there's a lot of changes that I like, some I don't like. The one change I would like to make is that the sweeping strikes range is way, way too small. It's literally oh, melee yeah. range. And back in WAD, it was, like, it was 8 yards, and that was really nice. But then sweeping strikes was way overpowered back then. But now it's actually kind of okay. If they increase the range by even a few yards, that'd be just fine. All these other changes are great. Well, I would... Uh, I, I'm gonna... I, I I bring up this all the time, and I have since uh, the beta testing. And this is just mostly a personal gripe. But So you say right now that Sweeping Strikes is only five yards from the warrior, right? Like, is that... Mm -hmm. It used to be eight, but yeah, about there. About there. But look at look at this tooltip. All right. So read it with me. So mortal strike and execute hit two additional, the keyword here, nearby, nearby targets. And that word nearby drives yes. me so insane. Why can't it just say mortal exact strike and execute range. hit two additional targets within five yards of the warrior? Yeah, I mean, that would be fine, but it's kind of like Hearthstone. There's a lot of inconsistency with text. I, they have they have these these talents in this game that are huge paragraphs in some points. Like monks mm -hmm. have gigantic paragraphs for talents or, or traits or whatever that lay out everything. But then they have talents like this that are just confusing and frustrating unless you know what they do and that, that I hate that damn word nearby. Just mm -hmm. put the information in the tooltip. Yeah, please. 
maybe they thought this entire time that it was, you know, it was meant to work with the tier 20 Ravager because the Mortal Strikes on the tier 20 for arms on the four piece, it comes out of the Ravager. If mm -hmm. you were to run yeah. Ravager, it comes out of Ravager instead of you. So obviously, you know, Ravager would sweep it across the other targets as well. Maybe they had that planned that entire time, or maybe they just think um, we're stupid and bash our heads on the keyboard so we can't read, and they just give us simple yeah. little sentences. Yeah. One thing, sorry, one thing I have to add to that mm -hmm. Ravager comment is that the sweeping strikes from the, okay, the you know, the Ravager cast the moral strikes at the Ravager location, but if you want those moral strikes to cleave, they're based off you. Oh yeah, you have to be really inside, weird. Yeah. Which is really weird. So you can cast it at a very far target. But then you can also run to a bunch of ads, and then those free moral strikes are hitting a target over there, and then your target's in front of you. It's really weird how it works. Mm, wasn't there... That sort of brings up, like, old-school SEF nonsense, where you could put your clones, when you could macro them last expansion yeah. or more, you could put your clones on, like, weaker or targets that were taking more damage, but then you could move that damage to, to you. Like, there is all this weird... That might be, hmm, hopefully that doesn't cause issue. Because the Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard usually tries to quash the whole you can do damage in two different places at once at the same time thing as mm -hmm. a melee. They don't like that very much, but they're they're giving that to you. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's just a bug, and they have to fix it. Sure, it could be. Is there any animation with those mortal strikes that fly out of no. your body? No. Unfortunately, there <laughs> just, isn't. Just I really wish there was. Just Just numbers. Oh. Yeah, it's just numbers. That's yeah. all it is. That's fair. Um, it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, Right. Spin there, to win. There was... <laughs> um, this is a very, very niche question, but since both Arms and Fury have Taunt, uh, Block, and are able to use a shield, can they tank dungeons in Legion? Are you at that point right now? You're probably tanking Flat Mythics, yeah? Oh, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't run the healer sometimes. We just go five DPS and just blast right through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely times where you do that. Yeah. You go fighter chow. Even even after the nerf to fighter chow, you can yeah. still go five DPS and just blast through a dungeon, especially the lower level ones. Yeah, I mean, I remember saw you, Nano. You ran four tank one DPS like a plus eight before the nerfs. Like that was just ridiculous. I mean, at times we were running, like, depending on the affixes, of course. Yeah, like, of course, yeah. If there was a uh, Dencrotic and stuff, you could run. You could literally just run no healer that entire week, even on 12s. And I, I believe the highest we did was a 16 with no healer. Um, and the highest we did without a tank or a healer was, I believe, a 12 or so. Jeez. And it, it was pretty easy. Fury's pretty tanky with the HP you have. You almost oh, yeah. have as much HP as some tanks. It is because of their HP bonus, then they get more when they're enraged. Yeah, even though you take take more damage to the face, but it's not even... It's not even really a noticeable thing, I don't think. Any no, it, it, it definitely it really isn't. It cancels it out. The HP definitely yeah. cancels it out pretty well. Well, I didn't really see anything crazy pop up in chat. Archie, did you have any question you wanted to pose to, like, pop quiz either of these two about, like... Do, oh, jeez. <laughs> do you make sure you know this, but you know... I mean, do you have any have anything for for Corjo or, or Nano? There was a side question about our legendary luck increases, even though we have no legendaries from the current uh, spec to obtain. Um, you have all the Fury Legendaries that want to stack luck for the new ones in 725. Honestly, I don't think we know that that exists. I don't think... Yeah. We don't know how bad luck protection really works, so maybe you're stacking it? I mean, it doesn't hurt to do it. Like, that's yeah. what I'm doing, at least. I have all yeah. the Legendaries for Fury, so I'm just sitting there, uh... Yeah. 
you know, gathering up some legendary luck right now. So once 725 releases, yeah. I can get it a legendary instantly, as yeah. I did with 7.2. Because it seems when a new patch releases, your your chances for legendaries go up and up and up and up. So mm-hmm. it feels like you're more than likely going to get a legendary release week of 725. I mean, yeah. when Nihil came out, I got a legendary first Mythic Plus I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Archie's question was, how long do you think people will play ARMS before they realize it sucks and go back to Fury? Honest, okay, I'll be honest here. I think a lot of people would like the new playstyle of ARMS being less reliant on the tactician and all these nice talents that make it flow. It kind of feels like a Fury Warrior, almost. You're almost GCD locked, but mm-hmm. the current state of ARMS, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you have... I mean, just going over, maybe three to four different interchangeable builds with actual talent mm-hmm. decisions that really make sense. Um, as a super passive one, there's super nonsense AoE. There is a much more higher APM version. So we'll have to wait. I mean, yeah. numbers obviously determine everything, right? Numbers determine yeah. everything. But I think the biggest fly in the soup, in a good way, is the new legendaries. Third Yeah. Like, the talent legendary could really swing builds. And, of course, the new ones that you have, regardless for any of your specs coming out there, can also swing builds and change things. And the new set bonuses. And if you're doing, which neither of our guests today and the, the warrior community isn't doing this, but if you're a class that's doing two-piece 19, four-piece 20, does that change the build? Wait, find out. So, we'll have to see. But, um... How about since arms originally meant the spec was kind of a master of all weapons, is class fantasy a little lost now? I'd say a little bit because you're only using a sword. Right. And then you get the one appearance as an axe. That'd be pretty neat if you could sw- if your weapon had multiple weapon appearances. Yeah, you, you had an axe, you had a sword, you had a mace, you had a spear. That'd be pretty yeah. neat. That's, that's what I thought they would do. Yeah, it's just on the art team. They still need to make those weapons bigger though. Oh yeah, they're way too massive. Well, I guess to to piggyback on that question, then, which is your to end with this? What's your favorite appearance out of all the Fury appearances, Nano? What's yours? Ooh, that's uh, that's a hard one. Um, I really, 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 really like the hidden one. The I forgot what they're called. The axes with the dragons. Obviously, all the fury, uh, all the fury artifact appearances, they have, uh, they have the same concept that they're all dragons. They all look like dragons, um, but the axes really, really look like dragons, considering they're made out of dragon skulls. So I really like that one, but it, it, it looks kind of weird on your back. I sort of feel like they should have been either bigger to be on your back, or they should have just been uh, sheathed on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I lately I'm really rocking the uh, the PVP one, the thunder one, because it has a little thunder animation on it, and yeah. I really like that one. But <laughs> that's so hard to choose, really. I'm always swapping my transmog around between the hidden one, the challenge artifact one from the the battlegrounds, the rated battlegrounds appearance version of it, the red one, mm-hmm. and the uh, PVP thunder one. So I'm always swapping between those three. I can't really decide on one to be honest. How about your biggest? Uh, it, I was gonna say the, the bigger version of the two-handed, but they're really not that big. But what's your favorite arms skin then for Stromkar, Corjo? What what you got? Uh, I'm tied between the PVP variant and the uh, hidden appearance, the axe. 
I love the Arcanite Bladebreaker. It's such a neat looking thing. The cool little side quest with Sarfang, you duel him. A little disappointing how easy it was and how long <laughs> it took us to get it. Thanks, Blizzard. But even the PvP one looks super sick. It's like a sword. It's got like a huge like pendulum thing on the end. Mm. It's really neat looking. I mean, the art team definitely has not spared any expense. Even though, I wonder if we're going to see any more like on Argus. Because we the, the, the hidden skins we had for the Mage Tower, we knew back at like BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And we just get them finally with the new island. So we're at, I mean, I have every unlock for both of my main ones. So I wonder if we will get any more in the future. We'll have to wait and Maybe. see. Maybe. I hope so. Oh, I really do hope arms. so. So, Anthony, you want to leave the warrior community with Corjo? Any little closing anecdote or tip or trick or anything? Uh, arms Warriors, don't give up hope. Good times are coming. Draw Souls Nerf is just one little bump in the road, but we're fine. Nano, how about you? Uh, I just wanted to say to Fury Warriors, make sure that you continue making fun of those arms warriors. <laughs> uh, they'll never be as good as us, and uh, keep on rocking it. Wow. Well, okay, that's that's fair. I mean, one was positive and one was uh, firing shots, so I guess that's, that's where we're going to end the show with that one. And that's the button. Thank you very much for being in episode number 141 of Final Boss TV today for the Arms and Fury Warrior sort of compare and contrast show. Again, my name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, check the links down below. The votes for the upcoming shows, of course, will happen once we tackle uh, Blood Decay next and then Holy Paladin. So you can go follow the show on Twitter. Of course, there's a Facebook link, the YouTube link. If you have missed the shows, they're all on YouTube. Or you can check me out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for the MP3 only, or you can check just FinalBoss.tv for the RSS feed if you just want to, like, plug it in or hit the play button there if you want to do that. Up to you. You have options. But just like the Arms Warrior options in the future, there was Corjo. You can go follow his broadcast at Corjo underscore A52 for Area 52, and you can bother him. I assume you're going to be streaming 7.2 stuff in the future and whatnot? Oh, yeah. I'll be streaming a lot more now. Awesome. But thank you for being on the show today, sir. was a pleasure. Appreciate the, the knowledge. Thank you for having me. And there's Nano over here as well. You can go follow his broadcast, even though all I see him on his broadcast do is just host Archie. So, I mean, <laughs> it's sort of one another. But I guess, are you, is the stream stuff picking up for you too as well? Or are you just trying to tell us to just go watch Archie stream? <laughs> no, I definitely stream. <laughs> I just forgot to enable the whole save VODs thing automatically. So I got to... I gotta enable that real soon, real quick, you know? What a nerd. Thank you for being on the show as well, sir, even though you wouldn't get to see the big beard, but I think we'll let it pass for now. So I appreciate your your time on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time. Oh, I just want to give a Ooh. shout out over yeah. to the Skyhold community, for sure. That yeah, too, yeah. That's definitely where it's at for all your warrior needs and wants. No, definitely. We live in an age I didn't plug it during this show, but in chat right there or down below in the links, I have a the channel and Discord guide. Soon, I'm trying to get my website updated, the new updates, and all the, the most of the guide-oriented stuff will all actually be moved over to the website. But all those links for every Discord are all linked right there, so check those out if you'd like. You can also join the Final Boss TV Discord and post questions uh, for upcoming shows when I ping the chat every Friday or Saturday when I'm working on the show notes. But that's it for this one. Blood Decay is up next, then Holy Paladin, and then we'll decide from there. 
You can check out all the shows that are still remaining in the channel guide as well. But thank you all for watching, trusting your seal of artifact power. The Nether Disruptor's up right now. Go get your free seals. Go! Get your free seals. But until next week, everybody. Bye! 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 Wave of the night. Can I add one thing? Oh, maybe. What's up? I love to shout out to I Love Lamp. I love you guys for supporting me through all the tough times I've had. You guys are awesome. And dying a lot, apparently, right? Died that too, yes. <laughs> so thank you for watching. Wave, wave. You waved already, but I wave. I'm waving. I'm waving. Are you waving? I'm waving. All right, perfect. Perfect. Good, 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 good.